0: Hello, John. How are you, sir? Hey, great, man. Thanks for having me. This is my first podcast ever, so I'm kind of excited.
1: My pleasure, brother. Thanks for being here. Um, you, uh, oops, I got to
0: yeah, there we go. I got that going
1: now. We're good. Um, all right. Yeah, we're all set. I just wanted to take one final look here to make sure because the first attempt was screwed up. <laughs> so thanks for being patient the last couple of minutes while I, while I got the other one going.
0: Uh, but uh, we're good to go. So how are you? I'm great. You know, we're all facing a lot of challenges these days and things are not like they used to be, but you just got to persevere and, uh, do what you can do. That's
1: right. Yeah. Um, dude, you, you're, you're looking massive. Like the last time I saw you, it's, it had been a while since I've seen you. I think I ran into you outside of a clinic in Las Cruces one time and then I didn't see you for a while. And then I just, like, I, I, I saw you the other day at a store I, I didn't say hi to you cause I was kind of far away, but I was like, damn, is that John? Like he, he's looking huge. Are you getting ready for something? What's going well, on? Well,
0: actually, I'm just coming off something. I did uh, the uh, uh, North American Nationals out in Pittsburgh, um, and that's something I've done the last few years. Um, I just do Masters. I have done the Open, but you know, I'm 51 years old, if you can believe it or not. But, Jeez. Um, so I'm actually, I'm, uh, about a little over a month ago, I was weighing about 195 and a half to make the 198-pound cutoff, and I'm about 215 right now. But uh, I'm enjoying uh, eating more and uh, training hard. All bodybuilders look forward to what they call the rebound after a show because you can get away with eating some. You just some, go crazy. Eating some uh, goodies and uh, and everything, your body's just depleted. So everything you take in, most of it goes to the to good weight and a little bit of bad.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, you you kind of surprised me right now when uh, when you you had a cup of coffee, and you were looking for the sugar. Uh, and I don't have any sugar in my right. house, and so I was like, and, and so I asked you about that, and you said, well, look how big I am. I my muscles need all the sugar,
0: well, or calories anyway, or calories, yeah. yeah.
1: But but are you not concerned about inflammation? Because that's one of the things, one of the reasons athletes avoid sugar is because of the inflammation that it causes joints.
0: No, I think that's real, and I also think you know uh, I don't generally. I i mean, been splurging in the last few weeks. I'm doing a lot of red meat. But I do. I would. I don't think I'd ever be one of those people that ever could go vegan. But I do tend to eat more chicken and fish. And even in the off season, just for my own convenience and lifestyle, I usually have three or four chicken breasts in the fridge on hand. Usually have some sweet potato that's already cooked. So if I'm in a hurry and I want to get a meal, then I'm just gonna grab it and Mm. heat it up and be ready to go. Um, Mm. And I try not to eat too much bad stuff. And my my barometer is. if I look down at my waist and I can't really see my abs, I'm like, yeah, I think I need to to back off a little bit. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to use my weight belt as a barometer, you know, you know, I look at the holes on the belt and you have have your own weight belt. Oh, I do. have one of these power belts. So I'm, you know, So if I'm, if I'm on, you know, if I'm having to progress past where I'm at right now, I'm like, "Mm, if it's too tight, then I need to back off on the, on the eating too much. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good way to gauge it. I think, um, just kind of like by the fit of your clothes
0: or, or Or even just look in the uh, the mirror. I mean, the mirror is the most honest judge. If you're, if you're, if you're accountable to yourself and you are really being honest with yourself, you're like, and it's the other nice thing. I mean, people may think it's vanity to do a selfie. But even if you just sell these for yourself, same time day, give or take and I think
1: those people don't have any abs. That's why they that's why they say that.
0: <laughs> but I mean if, if I could look at where a picture I took like two months ago versus a picture I took, you know, yesterday, then you know, then you can kind of say, well, and then kind of knowing where I was at on the scale, like, oh, okay. Maybe I'm putting a little more muscle or maybe I'm getting fat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or a little bit of both. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's one of the things that that happens when guys start putting on weight is probably the first thing that you notice for most people is that your chest looks better. Like when you're you're sitting there in a t-shirt and you're like, yeah, you know, and your chest looks better and you feel like, oh yeah, I'm getting big, you know, I'm putting on Mm -hmm. some muscle. But then shortly after the abs go away too. And you're like, yeah, the, the chest is getting bigger, but so is the belly.
0: And the other funny phenomenon is looking big in clothes versus looking big without clothes right i mean in the gym even 10 pounds heavier than i am now i probably look bigger but if i put on my old clothes then you know they everything hangs on me i mean oh yeah the the dress pants i mean are hanging on you when you're very lean because you've lost all that that fat around the waist yeah and then shirts are more baggy and now of course everything's now that i'm on the way back up things are a little tighter and (laughs) yeah dude that's
1: one of the that's one of the really hard parts about about putting together a solid wardrobe, like a professional wardrobe, you know, shirts and suits and all that right. for people who, for athletes whose weight fluctuates 10, 20 pounds, because you can't really get your clothes properly fitted. Cause they're not going to, you're always, sometimes they are going to be too tight and you're going to, you're going to pop a button on your right. shirt. And then well, <laughs> sometimes yeah. your
0: suits going to look, you know, your shirts are going to look baggy. Well, I, I was supposed to get married July 25th of this year. Nice. Well, COVID. Okay. Yeah, just like every, Kind of ruined that plan. So, uh, but I did get the shoot ready on time. But in the process, is we started out at Jose Banks because they do separates, and I was going to do a semi-custom suit. Okay. And even when the jacket arrived, I still had to go for three fittings because they kept not being aggressive enough, bringing in the waist. Mm. But of course, I was also on near near uh, prep or rear co- near stage ready, so I was already at my very leanest. So now that I've put on ten or fifteen pounds, it's probably going to fit perfect. They you know, but the, anyway, the Joseph Banks had to close because of COVID. Yeah. The store here in El Paso. And yeah. they shifted over to Men's Warehouse. And then And they uh, closed too. They did close too. And <laughs> I that I mean, I know that is very and you know, that's very, you know, what's going on in this country right now is, you know, that's kind of a side topic. It's kind of depressing, you know. They did get it done and it's sitting in the closet ready for next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I just had to make sure my weights anywhere. And I, as long as I'm not 20 pounds heavier than I am now, I'll be good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, um, when you're, when you're out of competition,
1: like you said, and you're putting on weight, is that, so I don't really understand how bodybuilders break up their training. Is that your weight gain phase? And is that when you're lifting the most weight
0: or how how, how do you program it? I think um, for me, the intensity stays the same year round intensity, meaning what? what? Working out hard, pushing myself. My goal is when I leave the gym, did I leave it all there? Did I work as hard as I could to, to break down muscle tissue, so then I can you know eat and then repair, okay, without hurting myself. You know, in other words, yeah. push it to the limit, but don't injure yourself. And as an older athlete, it's you know it's a little mm-hmm. more challenging because you do you can't push like you were when you're your twenties or thirties. You can, but you you risk injury. It, but I I probably can. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't want to be. Too cocky, but I probably can out train most twenty. And I'm, sure. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure because I've been at it for so long. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. again, you yeah, be trained smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, and the only difference, as I said, was like the uh, one guy said it best to, in response to one of my posts is like, "There's growing season and showing season." Mm. <laughs> you know, and when you're not show ready, you know, you're still you're putting on weight. You're pushing. You're putting in a few extra calories. You're training hard. You're training intense, trying to grow muscle. But you do have to lay down a little bit of body fat at the same time you're putting on muscle. But I also do, do think people take the bulking thing too too far. I mean, I wanted to ask yeah. you about
1: that. Yeah. So I, because I see bodybuilders where in the off season, you just think that that's a fat guy. Yeah. Like you, they don't look like, they don't look like bodybuilders. They just look like big guys.
0: No, and I want, I'm a little bit vain. I mean, I'm comfortable right now around 215, 15, That's not vain, man. That's not, that's not vain. Wanting
1: to look good is not
0: vain. No, but I do. I I'm like you though. I want people, it, people. It, yeah. But, but people
1: criticize, and I hate that people criticize that. Like you mentioned the thing about the selfies earlier, and anybody who, who flexes in the mirror or takes a picture mm-hmm. of their abs or something is considered to be vain. And people who are, who are fat and they're at the beach with, the, with their T-shirt on because they're too insecure to take it off, those are considered people who are confident. And I, I think that's silly. I think yeah. that's, that society uh, is, is trying to make people feel comfortable about their bodies. And that's cool. Like, yeah, right. you, you, know, you, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself no matter what. But it, it, you, know, you shouldn't criticize somebody for wanting to
0: have abs oh, or wanting oh, to look a certain oh, no, way. And, and fit shaming is real and fit shaming (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard of that that is real and 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 people (laughs) and people look at me and they're like and i I, back to what you were saying i want to look like a bodybuilder year-round i don't want people to guess sure no i don't and i you know i do wear i mean i'm going to work out of this fit shaming so I, i wore a sleeveless shirt but I, you know, even, even, and you any,
1: can wear that shirt, even if you weren't go- going to work out, even if you were just going to buy groceries again, but again, and you're but like people,
0: reaching for the apples, but people, and you're just,
1: you're just like flexing it, at but the but store, people, <laughs> look, but
0: people look at me and they're like the meat, the first word to come out of the mouth. And you know what I'm going to say? The first word that come out of that mouth is steroids. They got to realize I've been at this since I was 14 years old. Yeah. I am 51. Yeah. You know, it's not what I take. It's what it takes. It's yeah. a lifestyle. It's just, sure, you know. People are like, oh, how do you get motivated to work out? I'm like, well, motivation. I'm motivated. I'm self motivated. But it's like my favorite quote is, "You won't always be motivated, but you must always be disciplined." Right. You don't want to go to work every day, but you go to work. I mean, exactly. Me training—that's that's going to work. That's my other job. Yep. You know, and I thankfully I have a fiance that supports that. So I just, you know, she doesn't. You know, she, I, I warned her straight up, and I've, everyone I've dated since I got divorced about five, six years ago, I said, look, that's a long list, isn't it? What? Uh, no, it's really <laughs> not. I, I, have I've never been a player. I date one person no, at a time, just messing. I'm just but joking. I mean, I'm uh, joking. but no, they, more, I've, I've always told people that's my mistress. Yeah. I mean, you give me my gym time. I want to go to church. I want to go to the gym and I'm pretty, pretty easy to please, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, so, so, but you mentioned steroids. So I do, I, I have to, I have to get into that since yeah. you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you ever taken any and what kind? Cause people don't understand there's a lot of different kinds of steroids. No. They don't all right. do the same thing. And I know very little about the topic, right. which is why I want to bring in as many bodybuilders and athletes right. as I can and pick their brains about it. So what if, if, if you have taken anything, what have you taken and what
0: do you take now? Right now I'm, I, you know, I'm just taking, what they call TRT or HRT. Okay. You know, I'm 51 years old, as I said, and about the last three years, I've been on that regimen, you know, and I, I'm not going Three to, years. Yeah, and I won't lie and say, in the last couple of, year, couple of years ago, I did a little bit more than just HRT, and you know, that would take me a long podcast to say what I did and what okay. I did do, but, <laughs> but the bottom line is I also compete on the national level in master's competitions, and I would say every competitor up there is at least doing TRT because we're all in our 40, 40-plus, 40 you know? Yep. It's a natural phenomenon as we age... Testosterone levels decline, and more and more, yep. you know, doctors are embracing the anti-aging, you know, properties of some of these steroids. If you know, testosterone is it's a master steroid, I mean, if you know, if in order to function well and have the energy and to have the the drive and and you know, repair muscle and to you know, stay lean, it's got cardiovascular benefits as well. If he, I think everything I, it benefits yeah, everything. I don't want. Yeah. I, and I'm very transparent with young guys in the gym. I'm like, look training for over 30 years like 37 i think yeah i never touched anything until i was 47 years old so you know so the, I, because you will you shut down your own production if you're too young and these guys start on on anabolic steroids too young they will shut down their own production and they can do all kinds of bad stuff to their bodies and, you know and not functioning op- optimally yeah. you know
1: so what made you decide that now's the time that i need to get started on hrt
0: you know, I had some people I was, you know, that I, that I respect they, that I was working with. And I talked to some people that be, that work in, you know, run the clinics and somebody was like, you know, they're just like, look, you want to compete at the national level and just to feel better, you know, you're, you're just try it. See where your levels are. Get your blood levels checked. And yep. that's the other thing. If you're going to do this, don't do bro science. Don't, <laughs> don't just take, <say>, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take this or I'm going to take that and not get your levels checked. I get my blood levels checked every six months. Nice. I give blood every two months because one of the phenomenons with uh, hormone replacement therapy is you make more red blood cells. So somebody in their forties and fifties, you don't want your blood to be that thick and viscous. So yeah. you need to get it pulled off every couple months. So then you you won't you, you know the, your hematocrit won't be as high. So yeah, I, and I, you're also I, I, doing, you're guy. also doing a good thing. I mean, you're helping. You know, I get the little text message from Vitalit. After I donate, a week or two later, hey, your sure. your blood just went to the hospital and helped save a life. I'm like, yep, awesome. Yep, it only took me 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yep.
1: yep.
0: It also for
1: for young people who
0: need some incentive to
1: donate, um, it uh, it's a free STD check. So why don't, well, <laughs> why don't and, you go
0: donate some blood? No, that <laughs> yeah, that and they're doing uh they're doing COVID antibodies. Yeah, too. too. Yeah, you know, I was just too lazy <laughs> to look and see if I my I was you know I didn't never looked at my results, but I. Feeling fine so i don't yeah. worry about it yeah. yeah
1: i um yeah i i, I actually haven't donated blood this, this is the longest i've gone without donating and i think i've just been i've just been a slacker i need to go do it um well is the, the the thing that you mentioned about like don't don't just bro science it and just shoot something that your friend told you is good for you i think that's super important i started getting my testosterone checked when i was about 25 i'm 28 now uh-huh. and when i was about 25 i, th- I thought you know i need to and and my doctor looked at me weird when I mentioned it to him. He's like, "Dude, why do you even like you're young. You, you don't need the testosterone." I said, "Yeah, I know I don't need it now, but you want to check but your I want levels, to know baseline. What's, yes. what's
0: normal for Jamil because exactly. everybody has their own normal. Some yep. people tend to run higher, some lower." Yep. There so are I, I want know
1: to know what my levels are in my 20s. And and I want to monitor them as I get older. Right. And so when I start to feel like okay, I'm re- I'm hitting trending cliff, down. Yeah. Yeah. Then I know how to. Then I can supplement it, and right. I know what my optimal
0: is because that's where I was. At, right. Where I was at when I was young. I mean, there are guys in their twenties and thirties that that need therapy for and, sure. And I'm, it's really sad that. There's that negative connotation out there. If you need it, you need it. <laughs> yes, you know <laughs> it's 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 <laughs> like
1: medicine. Like nobody, you know, if 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 uh, if a diabetic needs insulin, nobody gives them a. You uh, nobody 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 even right. thinks twice about it. But if somebody's testosterone is so low that they can barely function, it's affecting everything right. in their lives. They don't have any energy. That they they yeah. can't work out. They don't have any drive. And then you go get testosterone, and it's like this this dirty thing that you're doing. And I think yeah. a lot of that. I don't know where that why it's it's that way. But I think a lot of the stigma comes from bodybuilders over the years who have abused it athletes in general who right. have abused it. No. And there's that whole thing is like, Oh, you're not, you know, you're, you're competing unfairly, but yeah. what, what do you think about that? I if somebody f- told you, yeah. Oh, you're on HRT and that's why you won that bodybuilding competition. Well, what what okay. would you say to them?
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, as I said, I just got back from a national competition where I was fortunate enough on a loaded stage with 16 guys that have all probably been working out for 15, 20 years. They're all probably on HRT at least, if not other compounds. And I was able to finish fourth out of 16. Sorry, if not fourth, fifth out of 16. Mm-hmm. I thought I should have been fourth or third or fourth but anyway. That's story. Sure. Anyway, no, any uh, I was fifth out of the, the 16. And that's what just, what was the age
1: range for that? So I did,
0: it was the light heavyweight. Oh, uh, that was the weight class. And I did the over the over 40. Okay. And I also did the over 50. And in the past, I've also competed in the open or even the over 35 but it takes energy every time you get on stage yeah, So i'm like yeah, ah, i'm gonna do two sure. classes <laughs> so yeah, that's it yeah so that's where i felt i had the best shot of doing well and a 10th out of 16 in the over 40 so not too bad mm-hmm. but um yeah it's, is it cheating well if they're not they you know up front they're not testing right and we also know that these are all athletes older athletes and they're probably doing at least hrt because to function optimally at, in your 40s 50s you need to have optimal testosterones to testosterone levels to compete and drive yourself to train at that age you just you need it <laughs> how has it impacted your recovery and i think i know the answer to this
1: but i want to get your thoughts on it like before you started on HRT, would you do a workout and then you're sore for like 5 days what it and was and now was, you recover faster or what's the i deal? think
0: i recover faster and i also think i'm just able to make the gains easier and i've got an example very close to me where i can look outside myself my brother uh is uh, now like six years sober, but he was pushing, he's six one. He's much bigger than I am. Sober meaning? Like he had a problem. <laughs> he had a problem oh, okay, with alcohol. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he had, a, he had oh, like his
1: HRT. So- yeah, considered no, 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 sober. No, 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 no. So
0: he, uh, he had a little run in with the California police. Okay. Uh, he had a DOI, uh, you know, about six years ago. Oh, yeah. had one of those come to, come to Jesus Moses, so to speak, where it's either get sober and uh, <laughs> or, or or get divorced. And, you know, and he also, you know, they were even his job was like, mm,
1: yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a teacher. So, oh yeah. Anyway,
0: so so three years ago, we competed in the same competition out in California, Um, and he, prior to that competition, he was pushing three hundred pounds. Well, he, I didn't see him for like three or four months prior to the competition, and I, when I saw him, he was around two fifty. Well, I roll into his driveway in California, and he's a t- two hundred ten pounds. I mean, he looked like Whoa. he melted, Whoa. but he was great. But he had a great trainer, and he also went on. He went, did a blackout for me. He wouldn't be on his his wife's social media page. He wouldn't send me progress pictures. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. I wanted to help him too, and I was encouraging him. But what what caused that? What, what? Oh, he just had a great trainer, great diet, great training. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So then, fast forward, he did that all naturally. He didn't do anything. He was in 51. So three years later, now he's seen the success that I've had for HRT, and three months ago. He started, that was about two months ago. He started on h- hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. In California, the gyms were shut down. He wasn't able to train, but he did train at his buddy's fitness store. You know, oh, I, well, nobody's going to watch this podcast anyway. But he's going to have people in the store. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> okay. anyway, he was training as much as he could uh, without a big gym to go to. But um, he now, two months ago, had started on HRT and he got finally got back in the gym about two weeks ago. Anyway, what he told me was all his lifts were up like 25, 30 percent. I'm sure. You know, now great at, yeah, he's I'm not sure. 210 pounds anymore. He now he's 260 because he did some COVID eating. But already in those, those I did two months, mu- yeah, already in those two months, that 260, 250, 260 is now kind of shifted. Yeah. And it, he's definitely looking better. And he go out in the gym when I was with him and we benched heavy. And you know, he was able to do at that body weight, he was able to do 275 for for four. I mean, he's 54 years old, not too bad you know? Yeah. You know, and he's day feeling better. He's got more energy. He's got more focus. It's actually helping him be calmer. I mean, that's people, road rage, I also believe is a myth. I think it's going to accentuate your personality. What, however you're feeling, it's just going to amp you up a little bit.
1: Okay. Well, that's what road rage is though. No, it's like you're, you're a little, you're a little quicker to
0: snap. Isn't that, I I mean, mean I guess, but I mean, if I think, if you're an asshole you'll be a bigger asshole yeah if you're a nice guy you're gonna love everybody even more <laughs> you <laughs> okay. know and i'm kind of i kind of fluctuate between the two no i'm just kidding <laughs> i tend to be no you could ask my son and i i'm i'm definitely more calm even keeled to kind of leveled things out for me yeah personally because i have more energy now and i have more focus and i'm just you know gra- but granted covid and all this other stuff i think it's trying everybody's patience <laughs> But. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is uh, the, what you said about COVID eating, because I did a fair amount of that earlier this year. And well, like in April and May when the gyms were closed, and I mean, I have a little home gym and I was working out here that that's what got me through, but I wasn't training as hard as I normally do or right. as frequently. Normally I do six to eight workouts a week. Uh, During those two months, I was doing probably four to five and they weren't as hard as as my training usually is. And so to me, it all goes hand in hand. Like when I wasn't training as hard, I wasn't eating as well either. I didn't have the motivation to actually go buy um, produce and meal prep and and do all that stuff. I was just like, well, you know, I'll just put a pizza in the oven and and I'll just make a grilled cheese sandwich. That's one of my favorite things, by the way. Yeah. Grilled cheese sandwiches and potato chips. Like I tell everybody, if I could live a healthy life uh eating
0: primarily grilled cheese sandwiches and potato chips that'd be like 80 percent of my diet i mean people think oh look at me are you good all the time Uh no. what i had for dinner last night uh i had a billionaire bacon burger because i hadn't been out to twin peaks in a while and i had to meet my son at the vet because he's taking care of the cat that we used to have together he's on his own now um anyway so billionaire bacon burger and then i had the apple turnover and the ice cream Jeez. and then i went home and I accidentally fell asleep. So I got to the gym late, but I got to the gym. <laughs> so today you're,
1: you, you said that today you, you've got leg day. Yeah. Is leg that, leg.
0: do you do legs once a week or how often? Uh, now I'm just, I'm a, i am just i am I have a four day training cycle. Everything's a revolving door. So it's like, okay, okay, whatever day it is, if I have to take a day or two off because of work, or if I just, I take a day off when I'm tired. Meaning, I'm, could, but, four you know, like, so like, so like I'll chain train chest and tries then back and buys. Then okay. I'll have a shoulder and trap day and then legs. Okay. Repeat. Now I might take a day off right after the four days, or I might work for say, straight. or I might just work at at the end of when I was getting ready for the comp. I would, I didn't have a rest day for like the last two months. And I was Mm. doing fasted cardio in the morning with my little training buddy with Thor, my little pug. We were going out and walking two and a half miles every morning Mm. on an empty stomach. He lost about three pounds, (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty big considering that's like 10% of his body weight. He's only, he's less than 30 pounds.
1: Yeah. 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 That's quite a bit. And
0: what did that, did that, does that
1: help you lean out? I assume helps. I think
0: even now I'm walking, still walking quite a bit with him. I think walking, do you use
1: ankle weights or do you carry a kettlebell no, or, no, no. or I just, a weight vest or no, anything I like that? As, just walk,
0: walk as fast. I pre walk pretty fast. And that way, if I walk fast, it's not hard on my joints because they're not that pounding. Yeah. Uh, so it just, it helps with your digestion, GI motility and all that. And I don't mm. always do it fasting. Sometimes I'll do a fasting with him in the morning or sometimes I'll walk in the evening after I've trained you know, it's also, I know he needs to get out of the house and burn off some energy too. So that's one thing I wanted to ask you about
1: one time. I remember you saying you were squatting, you're going to have to correct me. I'm just speaking Mm -hmm. from memory. I think you were doing four or five for 15 or 20 reps.
0: Uh, I haven't gone that heavy in a while. Uh, but you have before. Yeah. I don't, maybe four or five. probably. I couldn't get like, I don't think I've ever gotten four or five for that many reps, but that's really the heavy end for me. I might get like, maybe five or six at that weight now. Oh, okay. Okay. But I do believe in higher volume. So I backed off like as I said, I'm in my fifties. So I generally don't go over three hundred and fifteen pounds. So that would be three how many, three, three plates per that? side, and that'd be fifteen to twenty.
1: Fifteen to twenty reps with three hundred and fifteen pounds. Right. But, Jesus man, that's a, I mean, that's, that's a lot of reps. And are you doing because my, my the reason out, the reason the reason than. I want to ask about this is um, is squats are very commonly thought of as something that's that, an exercise that's really tough on the knees and when you're doing when you're lifting that kind of weight for that many reps for as many years as you've been doing it uh how, how are you feeling like how fingers are you,
0: crossed so far so good so far no so but good. I, they I'm are good. sore for a day or two and, and that's the thing i, I want to have muscle pain i don't want to have joint pain right sure and sometimes it's more about the joints than the muscles i would push harder and go heavier if my joints would let me Mm-hmm. and that's why i kind of mix things up sometimes i'll do hack squats and then the next workout i'll do um squats i always usually do heavy leg press and i'm in a you know i'm gonna incorporating some hack squats i'm gonna do i kind of train and i do what feels good for my joints or doesn't hurt them too bad but we're still trying to create that tissue damage so that i can eat repair and grow and that's the whole idea but bodybuilding is like you're if you keep doing the same things over and over again and not changing your exercises up, not changing the reps, not changing the weight. Sure, you've got to get sore. You've got to tear down muscle. You know,
1: during, well, for for bodybuilding, I think for you bodybuilding, do. yeah, for bodybuilding, that, that's the big thing for bodybuilders is uh, is negative reps. They they do slow eccentrics. Do you do slow eccentrics? I do. Believe, so your lower yeah. weight. I believe slowly. in rep
0: speed. I don't believe in just moving weight to move weight. I believe really the my big thing on anything in the gym is. You just need to focus on the time under tension. how long yep. your body is your your muscles are being stressed but know? there
1: but it's a different kind of stress when you're raising the weight versus lowering it yeah right a, so a
0: little different but again you gotta like you know. don't like the so so tell me what you think about
1: this from the research that i've done and again i don't know a whole mm-hmm. lot about bodybuilding but muscle soreness comes from the lowering not the not the lifting like sl- that's why bodybuilders do slow eccentrics okay. because it breaks down the muscle tissue And that's what contributes to size. And that's where most muscle soreness comes from. It
0: doesn't come from the raising of the weight. It comes from the lowering to to, to an extent, of course. I never really thought about that, but I think the key is whether you're doing it eccentric or eccentric movement, always focus on making every rep count Mm -hmm. not not just moving the weight. Sure. People need to be like really deliberate about that stretch and then raising it up. Yep. And the rep speed is big. I mean, if you ever want to change up your workout and not change your weight at all, just try going slower. Yeah. <laughs> just try to just try doing, you know, like a squat. Let's say maybe do that. Like where you're gonna say, okay, I'm gonna take two seconds to take it down and two seconds to take it up. Yep. You won't. Ha- I wouldn't even have to do three fifteen. I tell you what, I'd yep. be struggling probably with with two twenty five if I really slowed down the rep speed. Sure. You know, it's all and it's all about making things different. You know, like I've done one hundred rep sets. You know, not not you know going with a weight that's maybe not, I'm not going to get for hundred reps, but maybe a weight that I might get for 40 reps and then taking a brief pause and then trying to do as many as I can until I get to the hundred reps, hundred reps. in what kind of exercise? Like say a squat or a bench a hundred reps squat set. Well, yeah, or, or dude, you're or, nuts or just breaking it up and saying crazy stuff. Like, okay, today I'm going to do 10 sets of 10 for squats, you know, yeah, you're only doing maybe 225 but doing 10 sets okay the first five sets i'm sailing through right <laughs> but by that six six through ten those last five sets or last four four or five sets are a lot tougher because you're already done so many reps already and you're already so pumped from the previous five yeah and if they again if i did that every week i wouldn't progress because my body would acclimatized to it. Your body will get used to anything.
1: You get used to anything. That's yeah. why I would
0: train you for 37 yeah. years. You've always got to try and look around see what other people are doing. And like, what can I do differently to intensify the workout to make it hard without, again, like I said, the line being, I'm not hurt, not going to hurt myself because if I get injured, well then I'm, I'm out of the gym.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the law of accommodation, right? You yeah. do something over and over, you don't get any better at it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to change it up. And that, that's where, um, do you, do you, are you familiar with Louis Simmons?
0: Yes, those guys are crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, he he's he's really. Been, I actually went out to his gym about four years ago. Westside Side Barbell. Those yep. guys are
0: famous in powerlifting. I've never they're been a power lifter, but those guys they have such a reputation, and they're they're like winning all costs. I mean, Louie had surgery. I saw the documentary. On Netflix. They try to kill each other basically and again yeah. they don't even follow my mantra my mantra is train as hard as you can yeah, without hurting yeah. yourself they're like well i'm going to train as hard as i can period whether i hurt yep. myself or not no and then they I'm gonna go they, back and i'm going to do it again
1: yeah no they they intentionally try to hurt each other like uh-huh. they, they 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 call each other out I man when i was in that gym i felt like at any moment a fight could break out right yeah you're it's uh it's it's a really really aggressive environment which is which is very awesome and it's probably probably has something to do with um with why they're so dominant in powerlifting but the reason i brought it up is because he's really big on uh, avoiding accommodation and always changing what you're doing like using get. Right. totally method. with that always always changing not just the lifts and the exercises that you're doing uh-huh. but also the speed at which you at right. which you move moving which the we weight. talked about yeah yep varying the instant the intensity and the volume day in and day out and week in and week out so he trains in three week waves and um, I've been following his his programming for, for a long time. I I, I mean, I, it's, it's all great information. So yeah, what you mentioned about always having to change it, that's absolutely true. And so he says, he's got a famous quote. He says, when your body has all the answers, you've got to change the questions.
0: Well, I love that. That yeah. is great.
1: Yeah. And it's the same for anything. You know, anything that you do over and over, you just, you, you get no better at it. And, and and and
0: you also get bored of it. Like even your favorite food, if you eat it every day, you get bored of right. it. I mean, I think a good philosophy to live by in your, in your exercise and your work in your relationships, in your spiritual relationship with God, it's like, be better today than yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I I strive to be a good person, but, you know, we can all do better. Except, <laughs> we, <laughs> except when you get road rage. Oh, <laughs> road, not, road, road rage. No, it's not, <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding. Yeah, that's a, I call my higher power. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, you could talk to my fiance about that. She probably could have like a whole podcast about how I tick. But no, no. I mean, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed to have somebody far more kind, caring, and patient than I am. Yep. But she is the type of person that makes me want to be a better person. You know, and just to do better. Well, that's that's awesome. Man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, so let's. I, I want to switch gears real quick because we're both in kind of the same line of work. Right. And one thing that we were, we were texting about a few days ago is virtual meetings. Oh, yeah. And how that's just not vibing with anybody, man. None of the reps that I know. So, so to let people know, we're both, you're, you're a pharmaceutical sales rep. You work right. for Nova Nordisk. Yes. Is that right? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I do something along those lines. Um, and yeah, this whole thing started earlier this year where we, couldn't, we didn't have access to our clinics. We couldn't right. go anywhere. And so we had to work with what we've got and what that meant for a lot of people is, normal you do a lunch meeting and you're present at the lunch and so right. now reps are having to have the lunch delivered and then they're doing the meeting via zoom or skype or, right. or or whatever it is and i haven't done one of those primarily because i haven't needed to i mean maybe in in april and may i could have mm-hmm. or or maybe i should have right. but Now, I feel like there's not really a need for it at this point, but how's that working out for you? Like, how often are you working from home and and doing
0: virtual meetings? So that's kind of shifted. So, I was March 13th, we had a conference call. They said, You're staying home. I mean, it was surreal. What? I can't go out and work? Yeah, really? I mean, we're going to be staying home because something we can't see, hear, feel, whatever the virus, but it's real. I mean, I'm going to be wrong. It's real, but for sure. Um, so now. We got, after being at home, working from home for two months, and I don't know how many virtual meetings I've done, the expectation is we should do at least one to two per day. I mean, right now, the way my territory stacks up, I did have access to my territory briefly, to everything, and then Governor Grisham in New Mexico. I live in Texas, but work 70% of my time in New Mexico. Originally, we really didn't pay much attention to her shutdown with the company. Decided, no, you guys need to do a bye-bye. She's got a travel ban for anybody from Anybody that's got a COVID level higher than eight percent, so we can't cross the state line without self quarantine for fourteen days. Oh, so, wow. so obviously for like two, th- like three weeks, we're still going out there and calling on people, and our customers really didn't say anything and they didn't care. We were just you know wearing a mask, following their safety protocols. Well, then they pulled us back in. So now I've got like we've got our I've got two partners with our routing. I've got basically one a day, day and a half out in the field every week. The rest of the time, four out of five days, I am sitting and trying to call people on the phone, conduct virtual meetings. And as you said, so I'll set up a lunch, set up a breakfast, and then I will be engaging with them on my iPad you know, through how through weird input. is that it's it's different. You do actually you can show them the information on your iPad so they can see the slides. Is
1: anybody actually looking though? Cause you can't tell if they're looking or just sitting there oh, getting... they're,
0: they're they're on camera too. They can some of them choose to stay off camera. I've got <laughs> yeah. my little thumbnail sketch in the in the in the bottom and I can see their picture and they may or may not oh, be on okay. camera. Okay. Um, but they do and they can actually see things better. And it is because it's a an appointment, we actually get more time and attention with the appointment. But the yes. challenge is is these people are busy. They're dealing with doing telemedicine with patients. They're yes. dealing with live appointments. And just to get them to sit down over the lunch hour, it's a challenge to get these appointments scheduled. And let's face it, I can't do two, three lunches at a time. I can no. only do one because I might run it with them having to wait to them for them to get on. I don't want to run into another lunch appointment. So um, I'm just trying to fill up my calendar and do at least one a day. You know, one lunch a day, and maybe trying to do it. What's, what's response.
1: the response that you're getting when you? I'm curious about this because I've had I've asked some clinics like, "Hey, have you had any reps do virtual luncheons with you?" and and they 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 said like, "Yeah, we had somebody try it. We didn't
0: like it, so we didn't want to do it again." Uh-huh. What's the response that you're getting? Are, are people pretty open to that? There's the you know it's a, it it's the spectrum. Some aren't willing to do it. Some of them will just the doctors that I know personally. I'll be texting with them on the phone, like, "Hey, John, I really don't have time." Yeah, but you know, I'll check in with them via text or I'll call them if I had that kind of relationship and just check in that way. But I kind of feel like with work, I don't get credit <laughs> unless I do a virtual engagement, you know? Okay. Cause they, they know I could just say, Oh yeah, I was on the phone with so-and-so I was on a, a text with so-and-so and yeah. like, they don't really buy. So, uh,
1: is, is, that the, is that the worst part of our jobs or what? Having to prove that you're working?
0: I think that what proves that we're working is then we look at our sales numbers. And that's the bottom line. Thank you. you that's know? my point. That's
1: my point. I've always said that if I, if I had a sales organization, I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't expect much daily activity, uh, much from my reps as far as logging daily activity. I would just look at their performance. Yeah. And I'd say, okay, this is the number that I need you to hit. And if you're hitting your number, then right. you must be doing something. Exactly. Right. And what I need, uh, of course, you need some information. You can't just be running blind because you need to understand what's going on in the territory. Right. But I would leave it up to the rep. Like if you have good reps and they're doing good work and they're hitting their quota, and that's proof that they're doing good work. Uh, you know, at least the, the majority of the time, if you're hitting your quota, you're doing good work. Then I would leave it up to you to log whatever information into the database that you that you think is helpful for moving the business forward.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you no, know, and again, I, I have a great boss, and I don't, as far as the accountability piece, he's more interested in results than yeah. daily activity. But he has pressure from his bosses to look at calls per day, of course, and you know, especially in this virtual environment. To just it's very easy for people to kind of fall off and get unmotivated and kind of get distracted because it, it's tough, you know. From another standpoint, we're talking about virtual engagements for people in general. My poor brother, man. He's a teacher. He's not, he's not, That's co- horrible. he's horrible. he's not coping well right now in the virtual <laughs> yeah. environment. He's doing the yes. best he can. He spent his own money to get, to get a green screen behind him. He changes his background every day. Yeah. He'll take ch- my changes background multiple times per day. Oh my God. He's just trying to make it fun. He's trying to, he's trying to interact with uh, middle school kids. Yeah. So yeah. trying to get, keep them engaged and keep them focused. They're not going to be going back to live school probably until after the first of the year. When I heard recently in El Paso, it looks like it's going to be goes, going the same way as well, that we're going to be delaying, you know, live school for these kids. And we may be, I actually live uh, very, I live a couple doors away from the Socorro superintendent. So I kind of got the inside track on where things are going. He, he kind of gave me a heads up like, yeah, we're meeting with the health department. And then I just heard on the radio that there are APISD and Socorro are going to delay the the start.
1: Yeah, I have a friend who teaches in I forget which school district. It's here in town. Um, she's a high school teacher, and she was telling me that she's not she's not coping well with the virtual thing. She's <laughs> she's about she's about like I think five years from retiring, and she goes, I don't know if those five years are going to be worth it if she has to keep doing virtual. But I, it's I don't you know. Hopefully, it's not going to be another five years. Hopefully,
0: it's a matter of months before right before um before schools open up again. Hopefully next year things will be different. Maybe after the first. You know, <laughs> maybe things will be different after November third. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, I my biggest pain right now is I don't want to wear a mask when I'm working out. That that's my biggest. Well, not not even so much when I'm working out, but when I'm when I'm doing kickboxing, like mm-hmm. like for, for cardio, I like to hit the hit the punching bags, like I kickbox mm-hmm. or I go to jujitsu. Those are my cardio workouts. I don't really do anything outside of that. And. It's pretty. It's it's really difficult to move around and right. kickbox with and keep the mask on your face. Oh no, it's I definitely really feel the
0: difference in my breathing. And I saw somebody do a demonstration of the oxygen levels with an oxygen meter underneath the mask after breathing through the mask for a bit, and you're rebreathing some of your own CO two and for sure. It's yeah. I feel bad for my fiance. She's a healthcare provider, and when they're in the hospital, they have to wear that N95 the whole time they're there, pretty yeah. much, other than if they're eating or. You know, drinking or whatever. I saw something crazy by the California governor. Yeah, was I was just about to mention that. What yeah. Yeah, okay. So the California governor's <laughs> office, this is their brilliance. Yeah. Uh they're encouraging diners to uh to put the mask on in between bites. Yeah. I'm like, oh come on. Yeah, yeah let's just realistic. kill me. Just yeah. be realistic. What that, are we gonna, put, are we gonna dude, put what, a, what we is, gonna put a zipper? We come up with a mask with a zipper <laughs> in it, so that we could just unzip, zip, unzip, unzip, <laughs> put the food in, zip it up. I mean come
1: Oh, on. that's so ridiculous. That that state. Well, what's your brother
0: doing there man why doesn't he just leave oh uh, yeah he's been he's been he's already talking about that it. state is he's, it's
1: literally it's it's literally the worst state in the united states
0: saw something on it's social, terrible i saw something on social media don't california my texas yeah so yeah. a lot of people don't california. california the united states <laughs> right. just uh, but it's he's he's talking about when he retires he knows that he can get a lot more uh house for his money if he came to a city like el paso oh for sure you know of course and my mom lives there too um, she's she just turned 80. We went out to California to see her for her 80th nice. birthday. We surprised her. She looks like she's about 65. So nice. fingers crossed. I hope I have is those she, genetics. Is
1: she, is she on HRT? She's not on <laughs> HRT,
0: but uh, she's like, so it's funny if you saw a picture of our family. My dad's deceased, um, but and they got divorced, uh, you know, 15 years ago, probably. So she's remarried. Anyway, my brother's 6'1, 260, 250, 260. I'm like, 5'8 eight and around two fifteen 2'20 max in the off season. And here's the little mom in the middle. She's like five one and like a, <laughs> like one ten. I'm like, these two kids came out of this little person. That's hilarious. <laughs> she, she looks so tiny. Yeah, that's funny. Um, how how long have you been a pharma rep for? Uh, so I've been in pharma for with Novo Nordisk for about sixteen years. With the, the same company. With the same company, and then wow. three years with Pfizer prior to that, and then prior to that, I was in the military. I had my nursing degree, worked as a civilian nurse for oh, only cool. for, only for about four months, and then I went right into the army. So my first duty assignment was here in El Paso, and okay. then I went to West Point, and then I, and then I came back to El Paso, and then at that point, I decided I want to do something different. And I had friends that were getting out of the military, and they were getting into sales. And I'm like, yeah, I can uh, let's let's give this a shot. Dude, yeah. that's, that's quite a resume. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: but 16 years of the same company, that's something that's incredibly rare to see in sales. It's, it's a great most company, people Most people right? don't make it. Well, I mean, that, that's all, that yeah. f- sounds like it, but you yeah. also must have some pretty good tricks up your sleeve for being able to hit quota year after year for them to keep, for, first of all, for you to perform well enough to want to stick around for 16 right. years. And then secondly, for your employer
0: to want to keep you around for this long. Well, that, I think the success of the company overall and because I've been, I've been what a, do you sell? I sell uh, injectables for diabetes, so I sell Ozempic. Okay, uh, I used to sell Victozo. I mean, we still have it in my bag, but I'm not promoting it. Okay, because Ozempic is a much better molecule. It's so a once weekly, uh, has better numbers versus any other product out there. And then, and I'm sorry, that's a that's a diabetic it, medication. It's a GLP-1 injectable. So I guess I can't promote anything. Well, I could say anything. Can't say anything off-label, but no, no. I won't say anything that you couldn't see in a commercial. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But anyway, uh, and then uh, Rebelsis is an oral that we came out with uh, the first of the year. So that's the other interesting thing, trying to launch a drug in a pandemic. So we got yeah. a little bit of momentum going from like January to March, and we had some early experience even before the first year with just targeted providers. But then after, the we had to try and, launched this new drug it's the only oral glp1 on the market mm-hmm. and, and now it's been out since january and we're starting to gain some traction but you could see the numbers nationally in our territory we got a nice little spike going and then of course covid hit and so it yeah. kind of slowed us down a little bit whats GLP is gop1 glp1 glp glp we all we, in, we, we what, what does it stand for Glucagon-like peptide. Jesus, I wish I didn't ask. And so, when, <laughs> so we all we all create. We all have this product in our body endogenously. Yeah. But what, it, what we've done is, uh, our company and other companies, we've engineered it to have a long half-life. So now, Victoza will had a long half-life so once daily. Now, other products on the market are yeah. Ozempic and then the products we compete with Trulicity. They're they they have a half-life that lasts up to weeks. So now you can do a sub Q injection once weekly. So what that does is it bumps up that that the GLP-1 levels. So what happens when you eat? Is, 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 sorry to cut you off.
1: Is, is that the thing that I heard about something a while ago? I'm probably going to butcher it. I just remember sort of the fine points that there was a company working on an injection that for, 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 for diabetes that you can take once a week or twice a week or something like that, and you don't
0: have to take insulin every day? Well, it again, it works on different pathways. So, I mean, a lot of people are on our product, and they're also on a long-acting insulin. So yeah. That's, okay. So there's, and, and we're not doctors, by the way. Just yeah. let
1: people know we're not. Right. We're not. We're <laughs> everything we promote. We have to
0: stay to the stated. We're, we're just. We're
1: just talking. We're we're right. just inviting right. everyone to, yeah, so to go, join yes, us. Yes,
0: exactly. Go to your doctor. Yeah. This yeah is Not yeah. Uh, the medical advice. <laughs> this is just what we. Yeah. We're just. We're just kicking out ideas. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway. So this is just another pathway to address people's high blood sugar levels. The other nice thing about a GLP-1 analogs is they help address satiety. And they also slow down the gastric emptying. So what that means for a patient that has diabetes is then when they take in a, some food, it, it helps the pancreas. It signals the pancreas to secrete more insulin at the time of the meal, only in response to the meal. Otherwise it stays in the background. But oh, the other nice thing cool. is it also slows down gastric emptying. So you feel fuller. It, your stomach empties slower. So it attenuates that spike of insul- uh, blood sugar. So you, you don't have as big a spike. And then it also feeds back to the brain. So then you're like, Oh, if patients listen, they are gonna feel fuller and hopefully they'll push themselves away from the table sooner, mm. eat less. It's over time in clinical trials and with GLP one analogs, like Ozepic and like repels, is, is patients eat less, they lose weight, not approved for weight loss, right. reduction only, but, but it's it's just a, sec- a positive side secondary effect. benefit. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's cause, interesting. Because there's man. not many skinny type twos out there. Frankly, uh, we talked about earlier in the podcast. There's not many skinny people. Period. Oh, that's not why, in America. That's why people yeah. like myself. I was joking about fit chain, but it's real because I'm the minority. I mean, people just don't invest in their their fitness. Sure. Some in their do. health. Yeah. In, in their, their health, health in general. I mean, a lot. I could. They could put me out of. They could put us out of business to some extent with lifestyle change because at the top line recommendations by both the American Academy of Endocrinology, the American Diabetes Association, they all recommend as a top line recommendation lifestyle modification. Absolutely. Ie but, that, but that's too to difficult. exercise.
1: Yeah, but that's too difficult. Pe- people don't want that. That's too difficult. They want a pill that's just going to that's just going to mask the issue well, for as long as possible well, and they don't want a lifestyle change. Man, it's so bad that that my sister uh, is a dietitian and she's told me stories about people who have had limbs cut off um, b- because you know they're just type 2 diabetics just they're they're so overweight and they don't exercise and right. they eat terrible and they're in their complaining they're told oh what do i do and she's telling them what they need to do and they're like oh but i just love to eat this i love to eat that and mm-hmm. she's like
0: you just lost a foot i know like and- what like how are you still right or or they're having to spend a third of their life at a dialysis center. Ugh. You know, I mean, that's that's real. I mean, if you ignore your blood sugar, it's going to affect multiple system, organ systems. Eventually, it's going to affect course. your sight. Yep. Eventually, it's going to affect your nerves. It's going to affect your circulation. You, so you're going to start getting things cut off. Yep. I mean, if you're a man, let's face it, if you ignore that, guess what? The plumbing's not gonna work. So you're not you're not <laughs> gonna you're not gonna be able to have a <laughs> plumbing. you're not gonna have it. you're not gonna have a good sex life. All these things are affected <laughs> by diabetes. I mean, that's it's real, you know. For sure. Yeah, I for mean, sure. You know, if you if you put the emphasis as you were just saying on your health, you're gonna live a longer, healthier, happier life. And honestly, I don't really care if it's a longer life. I just want to have a opti- better life. A better life. I want to yeah. have optimal function while I'm here. For sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. See, I, I. You know, I think fat shaming is silly. I think fit shaming is silly. I think yeah. any shaming is silly. I think that's yeah. all. You know, you, you don't yeah. you don't just point fingers at people and and, and make fun of their yeah. this or that or whatever it is. But I think that. There, but I think that not talking about like when you see somebody going down that path of their type two diabetic, now they're taking medication. Now they're taking this other pill for, for cholesterol. Now they're taking a blood pressure medication. Like, I think it's the responsible thing to do is like, Hey man, I I think you ought to consider a change because I see you going down this path and it's not healthy. It's not a good path. And I think you ought to consider a change. And if you're happy this way and you understand, you understand the, 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 the danger of of the path that you're going down and you want to keep going that way, then that's up to you. It's your body. Do whatever you want with it. But as a friend, I'm going to just bring this to your attention and then it's up to you how you want to live your life. Right.
0: And and let's just put it back to COVID for a second. They know that people with comorbid conditions don't fare as well. The majority of the folks that have died from COVID have diabetes. They have pulmonary issues. They have other things going on. They have cardiovascular issues. That's, you know, so if you're not something like this virus for people like I said, I mean, I mean, there are healthy people that have died from COVID. Don't get me wrong, of course. But, but I've, I've run across people on social media. I've run across people that I know personally that have had COVID, and it's basically not much worse than a really bad cold. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 knocked down for two three days, and then they still have to stay in their house for another week and a half yeah till they can get back out in the real world but they're 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 back to exercising in their home and feeling okay. So it's that's just, a, it's so variable but that's yeah. a that's an interesting that's
1: an interesting thing that a lot of people are talking about when when it comes to this virus and I don't know anything about it. But the interesting thing is, like, I don't know anything about the science of it, which is why a friend of mine is a pulmonologist, and I'm going to have him on the show in a few weeks because I really want him to explain. I probably know him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, <laughs> I really want him to, to to break it down as to, like, why is it that some people get it?
0: They don't even know they have it. Right. Like, they're just completely unaware. They're perfectly fine. 30 per, and some, 30% some people are, are devastated by 30% it. 30% are even asymptomatic. Yeah. And that's a scary thing, too, because those people are spreading it. Those are the ones who spread it, yeah. To the elderly folks. I mean. Yeah. So that's
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I want to have this guy on and 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 uh, and have him break it down because I, I really want to hear about it in detail from from somebody who specializes in that field. Like it's it's just so strange. It's a weird thing. Yeah, the the virtual visits, man. I, my my manager is kind of encouraging us and pushing us to start doing those. Again, I really don't see a need for it right now. But I told her yeah. like if I if if there's an office that where I, I realize that that's the only way that I'm going to access them, that's the only way that I'm going to be right. able to have a conversation with the doctor, then yeah, sure. I don't mind well, doing one. Well, I just,
0: real access is, is I is, flat out don't have access to 70% of my business. Geez. So I have, why, to, why is that? Cause they're, that's cause because they're New Mexico? It, that's governor Grisham, New Mexico governor, her travel ban and, and quarantine. I mean, logistically. Oh, I, man. So the rule is that if you're coming from a state that has higher than 8% on COVID, I believe it is, then they don't want you there. And unless the exemptions are, if you're military, if you're a medical person, um, there's a couple of things, but they didn't, they didn't look they view us as medical people. even though know, we're providing diabetes resources, you know, samples for patients. And they just, we, 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 we were pushing to you know, find a loophole to get in, but that's the reality until she opens things up again.
1: Yeah. So I want to go back to the fact that you've been in this, in the same job for 16 years what are
0: some of the things, what would you, what would you attribute your long-term success to? I've had great partners over the years and, uh, you know, I just continue to work hard and, you know, let's say I apply the same principles to my job that I do in the gym is just trying to get better every day. As far as, as far as salesmanship though, well, but pushing results. So you finding, finding ways to, you know, get, get more sales, you know, Finding the This be, is such an interview be, question. Be, be, this be, is be, such be, a job be, interview, yeah, yeah, no, interview right. question. I'm be, sorry. It's <laughs> strategic, though. Yeah. I mean, finding out where your business is coming from. Well, you should know that. You don't need to find it out. You should know where your business is coming from. Of course. And then trying. Yeah, you more. better. Jeez. Yeah. It's got the old year in sales, the 80-20 rule. 80, 20% of your customers are going to give you 80% of your business. Absolutely. But the same. But the same people I'm competing with, with competitive products, are targeting those the top 20%. Exactly. So, you got to have better relationships. You got to be consistent when you're providing resources and information. And let's face it, people are going to buy from the people they like and respect. Yeah, you know, it's, unless your product sucks, unless your product sucks. Yeah. I've been blessed. You, you, you like, need both. You right, need you need right. good
1: skills and you need a good product. You can't have right. one without the other.
0: No, and again, I, our products are either comparable or better, and yeah. the managed care coverage is comparable. So I'm in an advantage situation. So then it comes down to who do they like and respect more. Because if all things are equal, then it's going to come down to you, the relationship that, yes. you, that they have not only with me, but with my, with my two partners. And then us working together to, to communicate about what's going on with this doctor, that doctor, and is that call continuum of like, okay, you see him this week, I see him the week after that, then my partner sees him the week after that, and it's just, you keep the ball rolling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, beautiful, man. You know, and, I want to I switch gears again. You mentioned to me that you are a conservative Yes. What does that mean exactly as far as, as far as obviously politically, what, what does that mean? Like, Where do you, where do you sit on, 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 on that subject?
0: I mean, there are no perfect candidates, and I believe some things should happen, like term limits. That's something I'd like to see down the road. But I'd love to see term that, limits. be Because then they're accountable, and we know they're only to be there for a short amount of time. They need to contribute and do what they can before they're out. But a conservative meaning that I believe in the free market, I believe that government should have a role, but I, I don't. I don't like what I'm seeing with government expanding. They should have. They should
1: have a role in what
0: capacity? Uh, they should have a role in you know, defense, policing. Okay. You know. Uh, you know, supporting those that have fallen through the cracks. You know, providing for 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 people. But I don't believe in radical things like you know Bernie Sanders. You know free college for everybody. Let's forgive student loans. I mean, that money's got to come from somewhere, Yeah, you know, higher taxes for everybody. I don't want to live in a socialist country. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live in a place where the government is the all powerful, all knowing we're going to take care of everything. You just sit back and let us decide what's best for you. I believe in people having the ability to, you know, take care of themselves to some extent, you know, there's got to be a safety net for those that, that can't, that it can't do or won't do, but you know, that's kind of where I'm at. And, and I, and because I, how would you work that safety net? Well, I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. just saying, Yeah. I mean, course, I but... think I'm, 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 I'm kind of a status. I, ha- I
1: have, I have certain ideas. Like I think, I think that for instance, it, it, I understand why financial assistance from the government to the people is important and, and nothing
0: displayed that better than this pandemic, but I think that there should be limits to it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, when we've got multi-generations that are in the welfare system, Yeah, I mean, come on. Sometimes it, it does come down to personal accountability and responsibility. And there's people that have come from bad backgrounds that can find a way to succeed and, and be successful. This company, uh, not, not company, this country should guarantee equal access, equal rights, but not equal results. Exactly. Equally, yeah. You get, equality
1: you get, of opportunity, not equality perfect, of outcome. Perfect way yes. to say it. That's yes. what I was trying to
0: say. Yeah. We can't guarantee equal results for everybody. That's, yes. not, that's not reality.
1: That's right. But equality of opportunity is is not only I, I think it's highly desirable, and I think that's the right way that think, that's the right way to politically.
0: Do it. What's going on right now that really scares me is our company, country. I keep saying company. <laughs> our country has never been so divided racially politically. super divided I've been calling it the divided states of America on social media for the yeah. last for
1: the last couple months it's 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 insane and I, I no matter which way this election goes I think there's going to be
0: problems no, no agreed. I mean because I happen to support our president not hundred percent I don't yeah. support anybody 100 sure but I think he's the better alternative and because I happen to be white well I'm all I'm, I'm if somebody losing, and you're successful yeah right and if somebody's losing an argument with me I saw this quote it's like what's the definition of uh, a racist, uh, somebody's a, that's winning an argument with a liberal because it gives if you're winning the argument and you're talking about facts and figures, you know, that the liberals they're just going to say, Well, you're just a racist. No, I believe this because of the X, Y, and Z. That's, I mean, and then well, it's easy, it's easy to just call you
1: a thing, to, right. to, to call you a certain thing, to put you in a group that way lazy people don't have to do the work of actually getting to know you on a deeper level. Right. And so that's why when I want to ask you like okay, what does conservative mean to you? Like what do you th- there's because the political spectrum is is so vast. There's all kinds of subjects. So you know, people might, might see me at the, like, I always give the example, if I'm at the shooting range and I put up a video on, on Instagram or something,
0: they're going to assume that people he, automatically right. assume
1: all these things. Oh, he's yeah. a Republican. So, right? so yeah. he's, he's all these other things as well. Right. And it's like, no, you don't know where I stand on, on every, every invi- on every individual right. topic. There's right. so many topics. And so you've got to get to know people that, uh, de- on, on a deeper level to actually understand what their, what their, what their, what their opinions are and what, right. and what they, you know, it's just a lazy way for people to group you into a category. And- Right. And then just assume all these things about you and start labeling you as such because they just don't want to get the work, do the work of trying to get to know you.
0: Right. Yeah, it's really annoying. Yeah, and then, and that's because I've been called a racist on social media so many times. Oh, jeez. You know, it's like, uh, really? Talk majority. First of all, my fiance is Hispanic. My ex-wife is Hispanic when I go to a family gathering, I'm the unicorn. I'm, I'm the only, <laughs> you're white. the minority. I'm the minority. I'm the only white guy in the room. And I'm, my Spanish is getting better, you know, yeah. but I mean, that's, that's the reality. And that's the reality here in El Paso. And I love that. And I embrace that. Sure. I love, I love the Mexican culture, the Mexican people, the food, all of it. They're very outgoing, embracing people. I mean, I couldn't say anything negative about my family and my friends and, you know, and there's a small percentage of, of, uh blacks in here in El Paso. But I mean again, they're I, all in the military. Not all. Hey, again, yeah, <laughs> yeah, generalizations, I'm kidding. right? That's but I mean, that's
1: the joke. That's the joke is like if somebody in El Paso is white, they're in the military. Like if you see a white guy in right. El Paso, you say thank you for your service. Right. If you see a black guy, you say thank you for your service. Like you know, that's no the reason that right? they come here. And that's
0: what I love about the gym, is like <laughs> we're there, we have a common denominator. We like to train. Yeah. You know, and we were getting back to what we were saying about fit chain fetching. The common denominator for me, anybody in the gym, if they're trying to get better. I'm gonna embrace I'm gonna embrace 100%. Them. I don't get. 100%. I'm not, I don't get paid to train people. I give out free advice every day. Just because you love it. Yeah, and you want to help people. Unsolicited. You know, some people, the worst guys are middle-aged guys, they look at me, they've been doing the same thing for years and I'm like, okay, fine. You don't want to fine. I I I'm like, I don't go up and say, Oh, you should do it this way. Hey, do you mind if I give you a little tip? Yeah, I might try this. Just cause I've got I'm I got I got a, a minute between my next set. And a lot of people are appreciate actually the young guys are and and I'm probably the most appreciative and the most coachable Yeah. down the road. Maybe when I get out of sales, I, I, that's my passion. I would love to just train people. I'd yeah. love to work with young athletes because they're the most coachable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: yeah. I'd like to work with athletes someday too. Um, yeah. The, the, the racism thing, man, yeah. you know, I think it, it really only becomes, it really only comes to light when people make it that way. And, and like, what I mean by that is, is when i like, i grew up in dubai i'm I'm from lebanon but i was right. born and raised in dubai and where i went to school like schools were just extremely diverse as far right. as as far as uh, nationalities as far as the kids that i went to school with there were kids from i mean there was people from africa from 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 china from uh, all all over the world i went i grew up with kids from all over the world and i never even noticed Right like as a kid but, you, but, you, but you, you all, don't even notice that it was this all, guy it was all
0: english speaking in um, arabic arabic
1: what? mostly uh yes some some english the, the, so the the the, the people who who's who arabic is not their native language they would have separate classes okay. uh, in in some cases um, but i never even noticed like yes there there's a, there's a there's sure there's a understanding that like, okay, yeah, this person is darker or lighter right. or this person's, you know, this yeah. person looks, you know, but I never even noticed that like, Oh, this guy's different right. as kids. You don't notice and you don't right. care. You just want to go play. Right. You do not even care about
0: that. It's only adults who, who are racist kids. Oh, no Adults you know, make it that way. Well, I mean, you're a little bit on the lighter side you your complexion, but it's like, yeah, well, but I'm it, Lebanese, yeah, I mean, but yeah. I'm saying like, you know, back around, you know, 10, looking back 10, 11 years ago, you know, people that, look sideways at somebody that might be of Muslim descent, mm. you know, and there's that, that whole thing too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> after, I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. See there, there, was, there was probably a lot of that. I mean, I wasn't living in the United States at the time, but I would assume, I would assume that happened mostly after nine 11. Yeah. 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 But see the great thing about the United States, man, even in this country, even after nine 11 people, there's still videos online of soldiers and police officers and, and just, just Americans in general defending, People of different religions and different Let's, races and, who are being bullied by right. by by
0: racists. Right. And you open a can of worms because we talked about this before the podcast. Let's look back at the heroes to eleven years ago. Let's look back at the guys running into the building, yeah. you know, save people, firefighters, police officers. Yet today they're being vilified because of isolated incidents involving race. Right. You know, <laughs> on the way to the podcast, I was transparent. Like, hey, I'm gonna be a few minutes late. I was driving a little bit too fast. I didn't realize it. Yeah. He gave me a pass, but I, I thanked him for what he does every day. And, uh, you know, because I, p- the you know people vilifying the police and saying that, you know, F the police or the ACAB movement with mm-hmm. all cops are bastards, that type of stuff. That's got to go away. Oh, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. That ACAB, they'd be spray painting it on stuff. And it, you know, the bottom line is a lot of these isolated incidents they're pointing to. If you look at the facts, you're not going to get shot. If you're resist, if you're not resisting arrest, if you comply, sometimes you are, if you comply, if you comply and do what the officer asking you to do, but that's also a problem sometimes,
1: right? Like, like not, not, not the, the officers are not always in the right. And so when they're, and so you see videos, I get what you're saying and I agree with you. And, and, and I, I agree that, that like this ACAB movement, that that's just, that's stupid because you don't want to live in a country without police, right? You just don't. Cause who are you going to call when, when right. someone, you know, When you, when you, when you need help, but the problem with just, with just complying is that there's a lot of officers who are bullies. Right. And I've been, I've been on the wrong end of that. Like one time I got pulled over by a sheriff for failure to signal.
0: Like Uh
1: Okay. I'm like, like, okay, fair enough. I didn't signal. Uh Cool. He pulls me over and, um, I have a firearm with me like I usually do. and you told totally me had it. And it's in my gym bag, and I showed him my license to carry, and he goes, well, well, where's your where's your firearm? I said it's right here in my bag on on the on the passenger seat. He, without asking, just walks around to the other side of the car, opens my door, pulls it out of my bag like, dude, there's, there's a thing called the fourth amendment. You can't just search, you can't can't just search my property like that. I have a license to carry. You don't Mm -hmm. suspect me of a crime. You pulled me over for failure to signal. You don't get to search my bag like that. But at the same time, I'm there like, okay, I better keep my mouth shut because
0: I don't want to have problems. And
1: then bring this up in court because the last thing, because he already knows I have a firearm. And the last thing I need is for him to shoot me and then put it in my hand. And so there are, there are situations where compliance is, is not the right thing to do. Frankly, you know, it's like that quote, like people who want, People who give up uh, people who give up liberty for for safety will have neither something like that yeah and so sometimes you do need to push back but um, but there are also cases of people getting shot by the police
0: who,
1: who who weren't resisting who weren't doing anything wrong like just recently there was a guy who got shot in the back seven eight times who I don't know if you saw the video he was just walking back to his car and the officer wow. shot him seven I think seven or eight times in his back he didn't have a weapon i think i think he had a knife i don't remember the story exactly but he was not posing a threat he was walking away from the officer yeah and they and and they shot him and there was like four three four officers at the scenes like they could have they could have taken other measures they didn't need to shoot that guy so so yeah and but that's the problem like those those incidents are the problem that's what causes people Isolated. to be outraged right. yeah and that's exactly what you're talking about is like there's the few are, are becoming the representation of the majority. Right. And that's a, that's a real issue because again, I don't want to live in a place without police.
0: No, I really don't want, I mean, that's that's not a good place to live. People lose their credibility when they're destroying property. And when they're actually taking, taking yeah. lives themselves, you know, you know, under the guise of, Oh, it's just protest. Yeah. Burning down buildings and p- putting people out of jobs. And I think, you know, I, and, think and, and, I think, I think looting,
1: and, I think looting should be dealt with with a lot more force from the right. police and, than, than they currently are. I think forget pepper spray. You need to, you need to be, I mean, I bring out at least rubber bullets. You right. should, if you're destroying other people's livelihoods, we, we shouldn't tolerate it. Right. We, sh- we shouldn't be nice to you. I think mm-hmm. that's BS. I was watching an interview a while ago with, um, with uh what's his name oscar goodman i think the former mayor of las vegas Mm -hmm. and he said that you know they were asking him about uh, he's got a lot of views on on prostitution and marijuana and things like that and he said yeah well like why you know i don't have a problem with that but he said in the interview that if somebody is is um is spray painting businesses right there what's what's it called um like yeah, yeah yeah graffiti whatever he says those guys should have their thumbs cut off Hmm. I think that's yeah. a bit extreme. I think because well, you, you, you know, came that, from a, the that, Middle East, though that's, yeah. that's how, that's how <laughs> yeah. they play over there, right? Yeah, well, it's Saudi Arabia, <laughs> not, <laughs> not not everywhere in the Middle no, East. I, I think that's a little bit extreme, but I do agree with like if if I if you're if you're if you're, if you're violating my livelihood, mm-hmm. then we shouldn't be we shouldn't be gentle about that. We shouldn't be if you're putting my safety and my well-being right. and my business at risk. Um, we, we we shouldn't be tolerant to that. We should be a lot more aggressive in policing when it comes right. to those situations. And I, I just wish that, you know, I say this, I say it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm actually pretty serious about it. I wish mm-hmm. that the looters would go destroy the, you know, some of the IRS buildings. If they're gonna if they're gonna right. find a place to destroy, why why don't you go right. destroy the IRS? Yeah. Yeah. Go, go mess up those buildings. Um, just destroy all the files and, and, and you, you know, know. But, 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 but. <laughs> they'll take them another yeah. 10
0: years to audit me. Right. But what doesn't get, I've never been, right. but, but what, the, what doesn't get airplay is the, the police officers have basically been assassinated during some of these protests or, or around that, that type of, yeah. you know, or, or the, the retired police chief who's protecting his friend's pawn shop and they shot him over a flat screen TV. Ugh. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I, yeah. forget, I forget the officer's name, but I mean, here's a guy that was a public servant for like 30 something years. That's and horrible. He just get shot because he's trying to protect his friend's business. Yeah. That's you horrible. know, that's, you know, and, that,
1: and that's where people understand the value of, of police and why we need police when stuff like that happens, because that could have been the business owner trying to protect the business. And he'd have been killed and not that that's any better well, or know, worse than the, than the officer getting killed. It's
0: horrible yeah. either way. No, and I don't, I don't have a firearm in my home, but, my no, brother, not my brother. No, I know. I, I know you used to work at a gun store. I make <laughs> sure that may change. We've talked about it, but I went to visit my brother and uh, he recently, even in California, he was able to acquire a, a shotgun for home defense. And so yeah. he has it I, on his bedroom wall uh, in a lock on the mm. wall. So basically four digits and he's got it. It's locked and loaded. I uh, yeah. God, God forbid, he hopefully never needs I it. I hope yet. not. But I had to remind him, I'm like, Todd, remember you have two house guests this weekend. Brandon and I are here. So if you hear things in the night, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. I I know you just got it like two weeks ago. No, don't, don't be in such a hurry to, yeah. to, to get it out.
1: If you hear something. Yeah, Well, yeah, a while ago, a couple of months ago at about five in the morning, my security alarm went on uh-huh. and something had tripped the motion sensor. I don't know what it was, but, um, I was pretty happy to have a firearm at, at, at that point because it's five in the morning and I right. called. And so the first thing I did, I grabbed my gun, I called the police and I said, my security alarm just went off and they said, okay, yeah, we're on the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went and did a sweep of the house. Sure. And I realized that it was, it was a false, a false, okay. uh, false positive. And the whole thing probably took between me from the time that I made the phone call to where I went and swept the whole house mm-hmm. and, 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 and shut off the, the alarm and, Called the police back. It was probably, I don't know, five eight minutes, eight, eight yeah, minutes maybe. Man. I you know I, yeah. I wasn't looking at the time, but right. um it might have been just five minutes. I don't know. But no matter what, the point is that they wouldn't have been there in time. That if somebody was actually in that's my house, the they point, wouldn't have been there in time. You know, and, it, and
0: jujitsu doesn't stop bullets. No, exactly. Yeah, these guns aren't worth anything <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I could be big as I want to be, but I'm not bulletproof. That's right. <laughs> you <know>? That's right. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah that's the thing when when people ask me like um, i believe that oh you're a you're, you know you do mma you've been in cage fights and all this stuff and why why do, why do you need why do you need firearms if it's for self-defense uh, well i'm like dude you don't understand like first of all the what the first thing that you learn from martial arts is that you never know who's capable of choking
0: you who's you don't, ki- who, you yeah, don't know you don't. who's gonna kill you you know the guy that's dangerous is you know the guy that you don't <laughs> i have a funny story uh, there was i went to school at northern michigan university and they have a olympic athletes there well i have a big friend that was i know from the gym and he he was we're at a bar and he made the mistake of getting into an altercation with an olympic boxer that was maybe six inches shorter than him my friend was over 200 pounds but this olympic boxer was like 145 but guess what he had fast hands of course (laughs) he hit him a couple of times and broke a front tooth before before he knew what was happening (laughs) so again like you said you don't know you never know yeah, for also, also you never want to mess with the guy in the bar that has cauliflower ears. For sure. Probably, yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah. They they probably do know what they're doing. That gives it away right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't know, if, if you're not familiar with martial arts and you don't know what cauliflower ear is, you think they just have some sort of
0: right. So, deformity. Some, some sort
1: of deformity. Yeah, no, that's you know, a badge of honor. That's that's <laughs> <a> bad,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I don't have it. I'm going, glad going back I to what you're it. saying about responsive. I think it's 10 to 11 minutes in the best case scenario. I think so. Average response. Time but now time. they want to start sending social workers instead of cops. Oh, geez. <laughs> you oh, go, no. well, yeah, we're going to talk people down, <laughs> you oh, know, no. you know, Oh no, it's a, it's a joke, but it's not a joke because, well,
1: I actually, I actually have a friend also here in El Paso um, who, who years ago she was, it was, she was living with her mom and her son. Her son's like, I don't know, eight years old at the time or something like that. And there was a, a guy at, in the middle of the night, I don't know, three, four in the morning or something, banging on their back door, trying oh, wow. to break into the back door, and screaming, uh, "Let me in, bitch! Yeah, I, I know you're in there. Let me in, bitch!" And he's just screaming. He's at the wrong house. He's <laughs> at the wrong house. Yeah, and who knows what he was on? Because right? some, somebody in the right frame of mind wouldn't wouldn't be doing that. And so she called the police, freaking out. Her mother is like, I don't know, eighty five or something, and, wow. and her kids eight or, or, or right. you know. You know you know, a young boy. And so she, they didn't, they
0: don't have a firearm. She called the police. They got there five hours later. Oh yeah, exactly. Five hours later. Okay. Here's another example. Personally, my son had the, he's had bad luck. He's been involved in two accidents where he's not at fault. Well, uh, he had a little scion that I bought him when he was seven, uh, 18 anyway. So he's coming up red road, going about 45 miles an hour. A kid, another kid about his age was drunk, ran a stop sign. My son hit him at 45 miles an hour. You know, when I was single at the time, I was out and about having fun. I was getting ready to have a, a late meal around, you know, one in the morning, you know, at IHOP before I went to bed. Oh geez. I had a couple of drinks, but I was, again, I was, I was, I was, they'd processed, I was good to drive. And he called me. I waited with him and this kid, this kid probably got off because of this. I mean, I feel bad. I mean, I, he was scared, whatever. His friends all booked. There's like four other kids in the of car. course. Yeah, yeah so, of course. So his my son drove him into a telephone pole, folded both wheels under. Oh man. And my son's uh, scion just got accordioned and it was totaled. But uh anyway, long story short, I was there for I think we ended up uh leaving the scene and having our, the meal I was supposed to have like four hours later. No, we, had, we were eating. You still went to IHOP. We still, hell yeah, I was hungry. <laughs> we were out like, I mean, I, I, we were out, we were out, I think it was in the winter. So we were out in the cold. I mean, they were sitting in my car. I even yeah. had the perp in my car because I'm like, because I felt bad for the kid. His so nobody was crazy. injured then? Right? No. Like like there, was, there was no serious injury, son, just the cars? My son was banged up, but he hit this kid at 45 miles an hour, drove him and his friends into a telephone pole. And then he, according to his sign, everybody was okay. And that was my main thing. Is yeah like everybody okay but it was again the response time was like when everybody's like okay then,
1: yeah when everybody's okay they they don't show up in some cases they'll even tell you to to just call a towing company to get the car out of there mm-hmm. and um exchange insurance information and leave like i got in a little fender bender where i re-rendered a truck uh, about two years ago and it was just you know i just tapped it 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 it, it hurt me because i was in a in a low car right uh but i just messed up his bumper right and I called the police and I said hey can you s- send somebody out here there's been an accident And they said well is anybody does anybody need medical attention I said no we're fine they, they go oh well just get insurance information and
0: and, and then take off yeah,
1: yeah they, they, they didn't even bother showing up so I mean I wanted a police report
0: to, to document the incident but they said just get yeah them. so I mean this they're, kid, they're, 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 they've got bigger problems no and again <laughs> I, can, I feel I'm just glad nobody was hurt for sure now had my son been hurt I might have been more apt to like hey this kid needs to pay Never, I don't care mm-hmm. you know I've got insurance yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so Brandon got a new car you know a, a week later you yeah. know well not a no, a week, another, you, another sign no nah. okay. actually I ended up getting a uh, we went shopping for another used car his sign was a used car yeah we got a Toyota Camry and actually the insurance went down for a new vehicle you know because it was a 13 sign but it was a two-door and it was just had a sport package I was trying to indulge him I liked the car for myself, so I thought, you know, what? Well, I'm going to spoil him a little bit. So I brought him the Scion. I'd never do that again for a young driver because it's too low to the ground. He was yeah. always always hitting it on speed bumps and stuff. Oh yeah. But the Camry's been great, and, and you know, so four doors, insurance went down. It's all good. Nice. It'll run forever, hopefully. That I've told him that's it. You're not getting it. that was a I was that was actually funny thing though. That was paid off though. That was the other thing that hurt a little bit. Mm. The Scion was paid off. Mm. so then of course I had to go, resumed car payments yeah resumed car payments and yeah. you know I, I ended up I uh, imagine it wasn't a big difference though but they, you, the, you, I have, hey I gotta put a plug out for USA I've had USA for years okay they probably gave me blue book like maybe a grand over blue book for the
1: car wow
0: so I took that I need to switch to them yeah so I gave you know I that what I got back like I mean I got eight or nine k back on the because the car was totaled yeah and then I, got, I applied that towards the 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 Oh wait, AP. I can't switch to them because that's that's for veterans, right? Well, yeah, if you either you're a veteran yourself or your parent was a veteran. But I mean, with my fiance when we got engaged, uh, I went ahead and started insuring her her Range Rover, and now she's a, a USA member, and we're not even married, so so you right want she wanted to get a new she got she wanted to get a new car. We got it through CarMax. She got a she wanted to get a little evoke Range Rover evoke. So I said, well, I'll do the insurance for you. I we could probably get a better deal. Yeah, So I've only, I'll well, tell you car. this, progressive sucks. Yeah, Okay. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so I have a company car, so I don't have to worry about insurance there, which is a blessing. No yeah. car payment, again, a blessing. So I'm insuring the Toyota Camry and a herd or a little Range Rover.
1: would do you get a stipend though? If you didn't have a, if you use the personal vehicle, wouldn't it? Uh, isn't it either you get a company car or you it's get on, a monthly it's payment?
0: On, it's on either or with our company. They okay. take a, a little bit of every month, like 40 bucks. Probably it's nothing. But okay. we get a gas card and we can do personal mileage. We just have to claim it oh, every month. And That's I, nice. Yeah. So I mean if I got take a trip to California, I just or is it Arizona or whatever, I just have to claim hey, I this is how much personal mileage I did this month and then this is how much business miles I did this month. Yeah. I got an alert with COVID though, It's like do you realize that you have more personal mileage than business mileage? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm doing, that's when we were on a complete lockdown and I I couldn't see any customers. Yeah. <laughs> but you covered the whole state of New Mexico. Uh, Not the whole state, but most of it. So I go to, most of it's Las Cruces, Anthony, you know, Silver City, Deming. And then okay. I go out to Carl, Southern New Mexico, Southern New Mexico, okay, okay. Carlsbad, Hobbs which is like four hours away. You don't do Albuquerque, Santa Fe? No, they have okay. other reps out there okay. covering that. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yes. Yeah. It's usually
1: El Paso is usually lumped in with Southern New Mexico or all the way up to Albuquerque. If there's not, if you, if, if in your line of work, there's not a lot of business in those smaller cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, i I've, I've, I have friends who are reps who, it's either El Paso, Albuquerque, or, right. or El Paso, Southern New Mexico. No, and it, and in, in some cases, El Paso, Phoenix, which yeah. uh,
0: I think that's a. That's and a, I've that's been managed a by a manager of Albuquerque. Now I have a manager that lives in El Paso. Oh, okay. Which means more field rides, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. pay for lunch, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't mind riding. You know, usually it's a good, a good experience. The yeah. only thing funny with COVID, though, too, that's another thing, is like, it used to be they'd just jump in the passenger seat now yeah. we have to okay i'm going to this office put in your gps or follow me oh god because we have to be in separate vehicles to you know do social distancing oh god <laughs> that's se- that seems a little bit silly that, that seems a little bit silly because you're you're still walking
1: into the offices together and you're still hanging out together yeah, exactly and going to lunch and, and right <laughs> yeah that seems a little bit silly yeah yeah field rides are cool man i mean not i wouldn't want them every week but uh my manager lives in arizona And, uh, well, I haven't this year, I haven't seen her since, I think February or probably February. Yeah. I don't think she's done any ride alongs. I don't think anybody's doing ride alongs. Yeah. Everybody's just, uh, just, you know, locked down. Mm -hmm. So what time do you got to get, what time do you got to go? I oh. know I know you're I know you're going to go it, I know a a you've Saturday. got to squeeze in a workout so. It's a Saturday. Uh this this gym have you have you been to? it? You told me you wanted to go check it out. Have you been before? No, I haven't. Been. New gym, I
0: fear. Or have you on. have you
1: seen online? I've
0: seen the advertisements and online and then I've seen some I think they even started doing some radio. So yeah, I check it out and I was coming over here to see you on the west side. Yeah. Me. And then uh, the only other thing I could go in today my fiance and uh, some of her sisters went to uh, Cancun. So nice. they just wrote out uh, Hurricane Delta. Yeah. They had to spend one night in the hotel uh, convention center. Other people that were in the hotel zone actually had to get pulled out of, uh, they had to get pulled out of their hotel and go to offsite. So f- they, they did fine, but I was more worried about them being in a confined space.
1: I'm, I'm pretty upset about Cancun because, uh, I, I've never been, I've lived in El Paso for about 14, 15 years. I've never uh. been, and I've always wanted to go. And last year, because I won president's club, our trip was going to be to Cancun in May.
0: But they canceled because and of it COVID. got
1: canceled because of COVID, and I'm like, yeah. maybe I'm just not meant to go. <laughs>
0: you should go on your own. They, they, of course, I, they,
1: I definitely want to, and I think maybe next year I will or whenever possible. It's not a, it's not a bad trip, and I, I believe there are direct flights from the Juarez airport to Cancun, right? There's yeah, if you fly to Juarez, it's, it's, day, it's direct, or and it's like that airport is probably a 30 minute drive from here.
0: Yeah, if you, right, and then I guess you just and then you fly direct to Cancun. You can do that, or but even flying out of El Paso, she went from El Paso to probably. Phoenix, and then Phoenix to Cancun, I think cool. or something like that, but. Yeah, I mean it's they're a nice all inclusive resorts. I went last yeah. October with her. Um, and they've had a great time other than other than the anticipated I mean, the storm popped up fast. It went from a category two to a category three, four, five, and then back down again. Um, they as it hit shore, it was the winds were about hundred over hundred miles an hour, but they weren't in an area where they had to worry much about the storm surge. So yeah. they, just, they wanted them away from but not out of the towers in a place where they didn't have any windows and so when they woke up, or they they went stayed there from 11 p.m. to about 7, to 8 a.m., when they got out of the building, they could see all around no the property that, the, that you would like. There was a bunch of glass everywhere and yeah. a bunch of blowing debris. They had to stay off the beach and out of the pool for a day. But then they went on a little catamaran cruise yesterday. They're coming back today. So
1: nice. that, That's something we never have to account for in El Paso, like worrying about our windows. I, yeah. I don't remember who was telling me. I think maybe in Lebanon – somebody recently was talking about i heard somebody talking about like they had to leave their windows open um i think it was after the explosion that just that just happened a couple of months ago but that doesn't make any sense because because you don't have time to go open your windows after a bomb goes off
0: but yeah that that was
1: yeah the concussion it, it it wrecked all glass doors and windows within—I right. forget what it was—like a like an eight-kilometer
0: radius oh. or something. We do have pretty some se- pretty severe winds here in El Paso, but yeah, you know, but no,
1: but you never have to. You, you no, know, right. you never have to make any any adjustments to to how you're living or to your house or your windows or anything like that. Even when the yeah, even when it gets windy here, it's not had, that bad. I had some, but I had some. Uh, We're pretty spoiled with weather here, I riding. think. I mean, oh, it gets a little bit hot right. around around probably like the beginning to the middle of August. As a rep, it's kind of rough because right. we're in and out of, in and right. out all day. And your car, by the time you get to the next clinic, yeah, like it cools hot. down. Yeah, yeah, but then you get out of the car and it gets hot again. And you get back in, and, just... and usually by two in the afternoon, I'm pretty drained when right. it's when it's a hundred plus outside. But for the most part, I think the weather here is pretty chill. Uh, we, not... have, we have it good. But um, yeah, that's something that you uh, worrying about, like having having shelters without windows. That's something sure. that you only hear about in places with bad weather or with with like places that aren't safe like again there's a right. there's a there's a club in uh, in Beirut that's really famous it's called the bomb shelter <laughs> and it's an actual bomb shelter wow. from the war and right. they turned it into a club and so you like you go to this parking lot. It's like a cave. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, you go you, you you walk to it, you know, it's in a parking lot and there's a there's a trap door. Oh wow. And there's just a guy standing in the middle of the parking lot, right? right. With the bouncer. Like, Where's
0: the club? Standing, yeah,
1: standing in the middle of the parking lot. You can't hear anything. There's no right. light, you know, it's just a just a dark parking lot at night. And there's just the guy standing there. He opens the door and you go down the stairs. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah. And it's and then and then there's another door, and then they open it. And you're like, oh, there's the club.
0: It's a bomb shelter yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Leave it to lebanese people to to, to party in a bombshell. Well, you know if it's not gonna be utilized, then you might as well utilize it while you can. but do something with it, yeah, yeah, yeah man. well, anything else? No, I mean, we could talk for hours. This has been a great conversation. like I said, my first podcast is very. Pretty chill. Once you get used to the technology and the earphones, was it, the kind of relax and just kind of get roll with it. Yeah. We were back and forth on a bunch of different topics, right. and I thought it was kind of just kind of flowed. So I really appreciate the time. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, w- were the headphones a little bit weird at first? The, you can you just hear a little bit of the echo, but it's yeah, it's, it's it's cool.
1: You hear yourself talking. Yeah, you don't really need them, but I like it because. It helps me monitor my levels when I'm talking, right. and if I start talking away from the mic, I can hear that it's going. I late. can hear that the that the voice is. Gone. Otherwise, you could end up talking for a little bit, and the mic is not picking it up. Right, and so that's actually one of the things that I first researched when I decided to start a podcast. Is like I, I always wonder why why does everybody wear headphones? Right. I'm like, well, you, what are you what are you listening to? And then, I, so that was one of the first things I
0: researched, and I said, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." And I was joking with Jamil th- before he starts, like, "So, what are you trying to be the next Joe Rogan or what?" Because I right. love his, po- his <laughs> podcast, and you know, th- th- you know, there's a lot are- of skill to what he does. No, man. he makes it look easy, but it's it's not easy. Well, I mean, things are changing the way people are getting their their news and their entertainment. It's changing so much. Yeah, I mean, he, like- he's really good at pulling. Pulling as much
1: information as possible out of a particular topic. And that's something that I want to get better at because I feel like sometimes when I'm just when I'm talking to people in general, not necessarily on the podcast, I mean, this is only my third one, but I feel like I don't get as deep into a subject as I possibly could. Right. And my mind will wander or the conversation will go in another direction. And I'll roll with it. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Most of the time to just kind of have that natural flow where you follow the conversation wherever it takes you. But if I, like, for example, the my friend, the pulmonologist that that, um, that I want to have in here, I want to get real deep into right. COVID as much as possible. Like, I want to do my best to stay on the subject as much as possible. And that's kind of
0: just going to take the, the, practice. Tr- it's just like anything. Right. You just got to, I got to practice. And then the trick so. will also be trying to f- get him to talk at a level that the average Joe can understand it, you know, and yeah, because you and I are in, are in the medical pharmaceutical sales realm and have a college education. Other people maybe don't have that, well, that experience. Well, I you went to Michigan State? Uh, I was well, at, on the waiting list at Michigan State. I went yeah. to Central Michigan University, okay. and then I went to Northern and got my nursing degree. So I have a nursing background. I was an intensive care nurse before I was a drug rep. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, that, that helps a lot. I, I
1: have jokingly say that I have a bachelor's in kinesiology from UTEP, uh-huh. so I have a fourth grade education. <laughs> <laughs> that's I That, that really was such a such a as far as knowledge goes a worthless four years i didn't learn anything you did though they they didn't teach me a thing man everything and my my degree was in kinesiology with a concentration of exercise science and i'll show you the books that i have right now and that's where i've learned everything about working out from they didn't teach me anything over there
0: well you know quite honestly i mean i'm not i'm not trying to just
1: just talk trash about them but but the information that they teach is just really outdated and i I disagreed with Basically, all of it. The only class that was kind of cool was exercise physiology, right? Because when it gets to when it when it go when, when when you go into the breakdown of nutrients and absorption and and what um, you know what 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 gets utilized first as far as carbohydrates, mm-hmm. fast proteins, yeah. that kind of thing. That's something I didn't know about. Oh, so I, I enjoyed my my nutrition cool.
0: classes that were prereqs for nursing yeah for sure i mean she pulled me aside me and a couple others was studies. the information good it was she pulled yeah. me pulled me aside after we'd done this you know project where we were having to do our dietary you know uh uh history for like two weeks and do an analysis she pulled a few of us aside after class i'm like what'd i do and she's like have you ever considered a career in dietetics and this was early on before i was even i took it as an elective before i decided to go to nursing school kind of going the route you were i was going to be maybe a corporate fitness trainer or something but i decided to go nursing instead but i was like yeah i mean that's something i you know garbage in garbage out man we gotta we gotta feed our bodies you know yeah 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 i think that i
1: think the field of nutrition though is far more complicated than we understand oh yeah like we have we understand the basics of it like yeah okay sugar has has these effects on the body and, and that kind of thing but Dude, when, when you, when people get into nutrition, like when I listen to dietitians, these PhDs in, in, in nutrition really get into the finer points of it. I'm like, does anybody actually know
0: what's going on? It just, it,
1: they lose me. It makes me
0: wonder. Oh, and everybody responds differently. I mean, and then people are like, once they get on a certain diet and it works for them, oh, keto's the answer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. or this or fat intermittent fasting. That's the answer. Yeah. At the and end it of, is for some people. It is for some people yeah. at the end of the day, it comes down to caloric deficit. If you expend more energy via yes. exercise or just restrict your calories, then you, if you take less in than, or you put more out than you take in, you're going to lose weight.
1: Yes, yes. If your
0: requirement is 3000 calories a day and you only take in 2,500 and you're exercising, well, you're going to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, as far as weight loss, that's the biggest thing. Um, are you, do you, do you mess with intermittent fasting?
0: I really haven't no, but I mean, I you did, said
1: you said you mentioned something earlier about six meals a day.
0: Well, yeah, and but then I I found toward the end of the the end of the prep for this last competition that six meals went down to four. Okay. <laughs> and then I was pushing the window that I was not eating. You know, I wasn't getting that last meal in because let's face it, I just I had to create a bigger deficit. Yeah. I had to. I just my body was hanging on to everything, so at that point I had to you know, cut. So I was to like four meals a day, but I was still I was still eating quite a bit. Man, when I used to cut
1: weight, when I was doing uh, mixed martial arts and jujitsu tournaments, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, the the way I was cutting weight was basically by starving myself. Right. I, I, I'm surprised that I was able to compete and that I didn't have severe muscle cramps or anything like that. It's really shocking because I would be deprived of basically everything I would spend like the week of the weigh-ins from Monday to Friday, I would only, well, Monday through Thursday, I would basically Sunday through Thursday, maybe depending on my weight, right. I'd basically eat nothing but egg whites and just plain grilled chicken breasts right. for a whole week and no mineral supplements, no vitamins. Right. I wouldn't put any salt on my food because I was worried about water retention. And that's just, that's just what I thought I had to do.
0: Yeah, and if and you I was look doing back, it terrible. Yeah, yeah I was terrible. And that's the thing with just dieting in general. You, the principle being like somebody I followed, John Anderson. He's really good. He's got a lot of stuff on Instagram. Oh, check He was out. Never a, heard a him. professional bodybuilder now as a trainer. Anyway, his whole thing is like sur- thrive versus survive. You need to be in a state where you're thriving. Mm. You need to be eating a lot of cal- calories every day. You need to be eating multiple meals. You need to be feeding your body what it needs. That way, keeping the metabolism going versus restricting too much and then your body's just going to hang on and just try and survive it's there, just going to sure. yeah, hang on that's everything you take in If people yes. over restrict calories and yes. over restrict carbs well then your body's going to go into starvation mode it's going to hang on to everything yes. you take in and you are actually going to end up slowing down your metabolism and you'd be working against yourself man
1: here's here's one of the weirdest feelings i ever had was i had one fight at 160 pounds and I mean, back then I was walk, my walking weight was about 170, So it wasn't a huge cut. It wasn't a huge cut, but my 170 was already like, if you looked at me, Pretty I, lean. You know, I was, I was, lean. I was, I was thin. I was really, really You're thin. Lean, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll show you, I'll show you some of my, my fight videos there, they're on YouTube, uh, afterwards and you'll see how thin I was. I mean, you can imagine I'm 205 now. So just take off 35 pounds. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, anytime somebody's six feet and 160 pounds, they're, they're really skinny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on my way down to 160, like once I got to the low one sixties, I remember feeling a weird sensation in my forearms. Like there was fat getting sucked out of my forearms or maybe right. it was my body eating the muscle at that yeah, point. It probably was. It probably was because I was just so starved and that's just, I, I didn't know how else to do it. I, I had no nutrition advice. I didn't have, I didn't do any research. I was just like uh, you know, just be disciplined and, and, and tough it out and cut weight
0: and just eat chicken breasts and egg whites. And, it, and it's a, it's diminishing returns. Maybe you would have been better and stronger at the weight class above. Yes. I mean, that's kind of where I'm, my dilemma is like, I weigh two fifteen to 20 in the off season and I'm 50 years old and, and the, the weight class cutoff is one. Wait, you're what,
1: 51. Why are you making yourself
0: younger now? I said 51. I've always said 50. Oh, didn't you just say 50? Well, I say 50 rounding. So anyway, so 198 is where I compete. So I could dropped 20, 15 or 20 pounds to compete versus trying to get bigger and compete with the heavyweights because yeah. they're two they're twenty 225. Well, they're probably coming down from 240 or 250. Yeah. So, and I don't really, I don't want really want to walk around at 5'8", 240, 250. I don't think it would be good for my heart. Yeah. I don't think, I think I'd be huffing yeah. and puffing. Yeah. So that's just, kind of got to find the spot where you think you do your best
1: yeah the cool thing was when that guy showed up he was
0: like i was this
1: tall and he was that tall right yeah the reach I, I, oh my god i had so much reach i yeah I, I i beat that guy pretty good he um yeah i mean the size difference was just in reach and height was enormous and so he would try to swing at me like you can see it in the video right. he's swinging but there's there's he's eight, he's eight inches away from my right. face and so that, I mean, that was kind of cool. And that's why fighters cut weight. But I think, uh, I think fighters cut too much weight. And I think that that's sort of becoming that, that, that whole trend of severe weight cuttings on its way out when it comes right. to, when it comes to martial arts, there's still some people who do it, but I think if you need to cut that much weight to get into a fight, you, you, you're either just not good enough to begin with, or you're insecure or you shouldn't have to cut that or much. It'd weight. be
0: better to do the work in the weeks leading up to the fight. Rather than having a severe cut, you yes, actually have – But your when you're D-
1: going from – when you're already a lean 205 right. and you're trying to get to 170, Oh yeah. like there's a guy – I forget his name, t Bao, I think, or T-something, t Bao, T-Bow, something like that. He fought at 155. I don't think he's still in the UFC. He used to fight at 155. He was known for weighing in at 155 and being at least 185 the day of the fight, the That's next crazy. day. That's wow. crazy, yeah, and I think he started having kidney problems. Well, I, hope, I, hope uh, gee, I'm, I, I hope I'm not mistaken. No, but
0: you're right, though. Your, your body can only handle so much stress.
1: Yeah, and then that also, going back to, to you were talking about testosterone earlier, that also one of the things that happens to, especially with wrestlers, who start wrestling at a young age and they cut weight every week when they're in season they're cutting weight every single week for competition. And then if they do it throughout college, all that weight cutting eventually just ruins their endocrine system and their
0: testosterone levels just begin.
1: Well, they, they, a lot of them get on TRT in their twenties or, or well, that is
0: bad. And you worry about their kidneys because a, let's face the majority of the fighters, wrestlers, they're not cutting weight over the long term like a bodybuilder would do and trying to reduce body fat yeah. they they're actually just doing fluid manipulation yeah. and, and drying out mm-hmm. and drying out too much bodybuilders do it too at the very end the last 24 hours or so but if you overdo that you can you can do damage to your kidneys for sure i know a guy who uh, i used to train with
1: who who had to had to pull out of a fight on the last day cuz he 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 had to get rushed to the hospital his kidney shut down yeah it happened he, he was trying to cut so much weight his kidney shut down yeah, I think he was trying to fight at 135 or 145, which is interesting because the last time I saw him, he told me he's 260. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. He doubled his <laughs> he weight. He doubled. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to try to make it back down to 135 anytime soon. Yeah, he just let himself go. A lot of, for, for a lot of people, you need that focus. You need something to actually drive you. For me, I haven't been really, really lean in a while. Well, you look pretty lean. I'm I'm pretty lean, but not like fight shape lean. Not like I'd like to like around 195 is, is where, where I want to see myself in the next right. month and a half.
0: Well, I don't I don't ever want to see you at 260 because I'm gonna think you have cancer or AIDS, dude. So at 260? No, no 160. Oh, 160. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like are you ill, dude? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think you. Should, no, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'll ever be. Well, I don't think you yeah. should be, ever be low, less than 185 pounds. I agree. You know? I agree. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, I agree. Well, back then, I also, I was. I mean, that was my second fight. I was probably about 20 or 21. Right. My frame was different back then. Right. And you put and on more muscle, so. I put on more muscle, and I just, I, my body just matured. It just, you know. It, for, 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 for men, sometimes you see guys at 19 who just, just I mean, look at like Mike Tyson when he was 19. He was already a monster. Right. But then some guys, it takes them a while. I was one of those guys that it took a little bit longer. I mean,
0: David Robinson, good example of that. He was a hunter he was a not, he, I don't know what his weight was, but he was like six five when he went to the Naval Academy. And then when he graduated, he was seven one. Oh jeez. So I mean he went from being a a, a small forward to a, a legit center just based on the fact that he just grew like crazy between 18 and 21 the naval academy is yeah. in the navy yeah he was a naval officer oh, okay they get they, they saw that he had potential 71 can they, he
1: even fit in a submarine
0: yeah, in seven right? one? they let him they let him out of his <laughs> he's got to always be on the deck of the yeah. ship he can't be Some, in a submarine somehow i think that's he, so tall I, somehow he got out of his contract. i don't think he served the obligation i think somehow they worked something out because Let's say, yeah, he did they pulled him into sports. Yeah, they let him or they let him out of his contract with the Navy because, but he did graduate from a service academy. That's basically like going to an Ivy League school. Nice. You know, you know, it's like analogous to like a Harvard or Stanford, you know, if, if you go to West Point or the Naval Academy or the Air Force Academy. Yeah, we had a great reputation.
1: Oh, that's cool, man yeah i think if i were to if, if i were ever to compete again uh, for jiu-jitsu tournaments i really wouldn't get down below 195 I, I think 195 is fine if i was gonna fight probably 185 i mean you, you just you look, yeah, at, if see, you you look did at, at mma
0: that would be where you would fit i, I think, would think, think
1: 185 well i also think that if i was actually training for a fight I'd, i wouldn't be walking at 205 i'd probably be walking you'd be leaner i'd be leaner much leaner any. yeah because i'd be doing a lot more cardio than lifting now it's the other way around right now i'm lifting four or five times a week and doing Uh, jujitsu once a week once or twice a week and my my cardio days like on wednesday i hit the back for for about 30 minutes and then i do back and back and and like traps and neck after that and so it's it's kind of mixed in but when i when the majority of my workouts when like five six seven eight workouts a week are hitting mitts and sparring and wrestling and grappling the weight comes off you're doing that much cardio the weight starts coming off yeah, so I'd be walking at 195, and then I think 185 would be an easy drop, but I don't see myself doing mixed martial arts. I don't see myself doing another cage fight. I don't see the point in just doing a fight. No. Like it's either I'm either going to go to the UFC
0: or I'm not going to bother. Right. Why would you just do a fight? No, and, and for me, I, 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 I joke that I put it on social media. I'm retired until 2022. So I was supposed to get <laughs> married, honeymoon this year. I was going to take this with me a off year. Well, now – that didn't happen. So the window opened to compete and I needed something to distract me and, you know, get me through all this. And I've got a very supportive fiance, as I said. So, yeah. Um, but as I, they, it was done virtually. That was You'll like, bring her with you next time. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. It was done virtually though. At the last minute, the promoter thought ahead of time, he's like, well, I can't have a gathering indoors in Pennsylvania. So let's have it in a tent. And it was all good to go. A week before the governor says, well, even outdoor gatherings, we can't have more than a hundred people. So he, He, we, he adapted and the competitors were allowed to go. We were staggered in the, the, the classes, the only two over there at the time. And it was just the judges and the photographer and the event was live streamed, which was kind of different. I was going to do another one in November in Vegas, but again, I don't think I want to, I want my fiance family friends to be able to go watch in person if they'd like to and, or, and, or have fun in Vegas after. Although I guess Vegas is opening up. But again, I could reach out to promoting. He says it's probably gonna be a live stream. I'm like, I'm yeah. out, I'm out, I'm done. So I'm gonna yeah. retire. I won't worry about competing again until I'm committed next year to the to the wedding. I'll have some badass honeymoon pictures because I don't plan on getting out of shape. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that I'll be training for the honeymoon and no, not getting there you go, not for the stage.
1: Yeah, that that's that's what I was gonna say a minute ago about having a focal point. And for a while now I just haven't had that. Like I still yeah. work out just because I love it, and that's why yeah. I still maintain a certain weight. And I tell everybody, I'm taking my abs to the grave. Well, they're, I, they're never going away. You and I have a different
0: I mean, philosophy than most people. Most people are fine with being complacent and being average. I'm like I don't want. Nope. I don't want to be. A it's fan. like CT Fletcher says. I'd rather be anything than average. Right. Yeah. F average. Yeah, that's right. Man. <laughs>
1: that's right. Yeah, but so lately, I've just decided like my focal point is just that I haven't been really lean in a while and
0: i'm just going to do it just for the hell of it well and again you it's that's the goal you may not be doing for the stage or for a a match but you're just going to do it just to challenge yourself yeah and i think more people need to have that mentality across the board whether it's their work whether it's in the gym challenge yourself every day that's right try and get better
1: (laughs) that's right (laughs) you know yeah but people don't like being uncomfortable discomfort is is a real thing that the majority of people hate, and why and look it's not normal to to want to put yourself in, in uncomfortable situations it's something that you have to train yourself to do it's actually something that we're biologically configured to avoid mm-hmm. when something's uncomfortable your brain is like well i don't like that we're yeah. not we're not doing that again mm-hmm. i don't like that but but you're just you you don't if you want to if you want to If you want to be a tough, formidable person, which you need to be to get through in life, to accomplish anything in life, if you're going to get anything done, you need to be tough. You need to put yourself consistently in difficult situations that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you just make yourself do it. And you realize like, yeah, it's, it's, I understand that the next hour or hour and a half or whatever it is, is going to suck Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to do
0: it anyway. Yeah. I mean, and that's again, taking out that, that attitude outside the gym and off the mat into your work life and into your spiritual life. People give up on relationships too easy.
1: Yes. You know,
0: things are tough. Oh, well, I give so- up on relationships. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no growth happens outside your comfort zone.
1: Yes, that's right. So, I mean,
0: or in the, sorry, in the comfort zone. You got to step out. Gotta, that's right. Yeah, you push yourself. That's right. You push yourself to be the best
1: you can be. That's the same thing we were talking about a little bit ago with people who would rather go to the doctor and get some medication and keep doing the same thing that they're doing because right? they're comfortable doing it. I actually talked to a guy one time. When I was working at the gun store, there's this guy who would come in. He he was a regular there, and he was probably a little bit younger than me. I think 26, and about my height, and I think he weighed 350 pounds, and none of it is
0: muscle. Right,
1: like he's just his belly. Touches his knees. He's a ball.
0: Yeah, he's, he's yeah,
1: he's a big, big guy. And he, and he,
0: you know, not not criticizing, but that's just. Yeah, I'm he, not saying he, that.
1: I'm not saying that to put him down. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to draw a picture. Like this is this
0: is not a healthy guy. No, and if you like the guy, you want to be around. Well, ten years from now. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> you
1: know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's a cool guy. You know, we'd yeah. have conversations and I talked to him, and 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 he was uh he was looking for a belt one time because he, he um. um uh, a tactical belt. tactical belt yeah a tactical Couldn't belt. find one him. and i think the biggest size we had was like a 44 and it wasn't enough wow. and he and you know I, I mean i don't maybe maybe it was a four, i don't remember exactly but you know the biggest belt that we had wasn't enough and he goes he goes yeah i also need to i also need to go buy some uh, some bigger pants cuz cuz my pants don't fit anymore
0: let's go i said i
1: said well there's there's two ways you could go about this you could go buy bigger clothes and look online for a bigger belt or you could lose some weight. And he goes, yeah, it's just easier to buy bigger clothes. Wow. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Like I tried. I I, I said what I had to say. And if if it, if
0: it doesn't appeal to you, if you're happy the way you are, then keep doing well, it. Yeah, and if you're surrounded by people that enable and and encourage that lifestyle, if you have a spouse or insignia other that doesn't care that you're 300 pounds, that's great. Yeah. And i never I'm, – I'm always supportive. Those are the
1: couples that hang out on the weekend and – Eat pizza and watch TV as opposed to yeah, um, what you were talking about earlier. What you what you say about the about the plumbing?
0: Oh right, you want to make sure your plumbing works right. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I mean, my fiance she does train, but I mean, I'm a I'm that's what people assume that I'm gonna have, if I expect to be super. The plumbing. But I'm a, I'm gonna, <laughs> I want I want her to. So stay, funny. I want her to stay in shape for her, and I always tell her. <laughs> Look, don't, I said, don't focus on the scale. You're hundred and sexy. That's your weight. That's it. You're hundred and sexy, whether you're 110 pounds, which she was like for the compete. She did one bikini show last year. First time ever. I, yeah. mean, I helped train her, but I, I was more interested in being engaged still than having her win. Okay. So I probably pushed her hard and she got in the best shape of her life, but I, I didn't push her maybe as hard as I could have. But again, it's hard for anybody. They can, so she, I said, "Look, you're never going to be 111. The you're never going to yep. be 111 pounds again. You're five and she's now you know around 120 ish, which is great. Still has a small waist. She's also put on more muscle, so you know she's. I, you look great. I mean, there's and there's not many women running around that look the way she does in yeah. her 40s. Right. <laughs> granted, not even in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but again, we're not. I just she feels better. She's even made changes in the last few months. Like uh, we talked about diet earlier. She's just cutting works differently for, she has different goals than I do. So she's, she's not eating after seven. She started juicing. That works for her, Mm -hmm. whatever it works for her. It's different. Yeah. You know, I'm just encouraging. Yeah. just make sure you get your protein in and, you know, and she, and we, we enjoy eating out too, but it's all balanced. Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah, of course it's, it's all about balance. And I was thinking with go with that guy, like, he i know he can seal carries he has a license to carry so i know i you know i've talked to him about it he can still carries and i was thinking like he's got this huge just huge belly right huge love handle sticking out i'm like where where are you tucking in your like how can you even pull your gun out right you got to move the shirt then you got to move the fat the love handle
0: to get to the gun right (laughs) i guess the attack how that's got to be a pretty slow draw yeah, I guess, but I guess maybe it's on top of everything underneath, no, underneath no the way. big baggy shirt. But there again, where do you get a shirt that big? Because even me, Whew, I dude. mean, at my weight, I'm wearing, I'm wearing X and everything fits me funny. Because it's, if it fits in the shoulders, then it's huge in the waist, you know? So, and yeah, it's super, yeah, it's super long. That's a problem
1: it, it, for me too. Yeah, I got to get everything tailored. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's, I mean, there's a few brands that I've, I've thought about checking out. I've seen ads for them online. They're, that they're,
0: they're called, Athletic fit.
1: athletic fit, tailored clothing. You know, they're doing the whole thing where like you can buy a suit that's that's made for. I also, but I don't like
0: the over tailored look either. Guys that wears a suit shouldn't be skin tight. Like Conor McGregor. Yeah, exactly. A suit <laughs> should, should not be skin tight. Not that tight. Yeah, it shouldn't be that tailored. Not that tight. And and the slacks, wearing the short pants. I just I'm old school. Maybe I like to have my pants with a little bit of break at the sure, bottom, yeah. and I have to wear pleated pants because I have I have legs. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just. Every but everybody's got their own style, so hey, we shouldn't fault it. But that's the style. no, no, we're not. Yeah, I'm gonna go with something that's never gonna go out of style. I'm gonna go with something classic down the middle. Yeah, for a suit or something like that. Sure. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, you're also you're also so big that uh that uh, no matter what, like it, it, your suit. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it's a little bit loose, you're still gonna have the shoulders. Yeah, that, I'm not gonna. That, you're still
0: gonna have that V shape. I'm. Not, I can't hide what I do. Yeah, in close. Yeah. You no. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. well should we wrap this up let's think? go
1: let's go hit the gym
0: yeah right i'm yeah. ready
1: i don't know what i'm gonna do today I'll, I'll i'll decide when i get there probably
0: probably hit the bag cool good.
1: and you're it's leg day huh
0: leg day yeah try all out right. the new gym at on the park true fit let's okay. know how that is yeah let me know how it is and then i got P pee for at three o'clock at the airport so. sounds good yeah.
1: well thanks again brother oh thank you pleasure, having
0: pleasure. You. all right man take care it's good